I'd like to begin the episode by thanking some folks, folks like Ben Allum, Billy Minns, and Matt Smith. These are all people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kicked us some money and helped support this show and the whole network of shows that are quite similar to it. Uh, if you would like to be like them and get some cool stuff, you too can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Norco, which is a point-and-click adventure game developed by Geography of Robots and published by Raw Fury for the PC and consoles in 2022. Yeah, uh, this is kind of a, a, a just an us pick. Mm-hmm. Um, a game that got a lot of buzz that we were... You know, it's like, oh, we'll play that for the show someday. Yeah. Let's not play it for fun. Yeah. Um, Just uh, was, 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 was curious about it. The uh, the broad description hit a lot of my buttons. Yes. Yeah. Uh, were those buttons consistently and thoroughly hit to completion? <laughs> You'll find out after this admin note. Yes. Um, real quick before we get into it. Uh, we had talked a little bit about and hinted about uh, in a previous episode about doing our second live Duck Fest this year. Um, we're not going to do that this year. Uh, we're going to possibly do that next year. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just too busy of a year Very. Uh, for things. <laughs> um, really it's my, it's largely me, uh, not my fault, but just a case. So I'm having a, a big, I'm having my wedding. I eloped in January, but I'm having a wedding party mm-hmm. in June. So Cole's coming out to that, which is great. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't be the same without you, buddy. Uh, but that is you coming out to Portland, uh, many times in a year, three times. That would be if we did. <laughs> Yeah. Duck fast. It's like a, a month and a half apart. That's a that's a real that's a real shitty plane ride to do. I can do it twice. I got two in me. Yeah. It's a big <laughs> ask. You know, and yeah. the wedding one is is, you know, a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Yes. Um yeah. this, you know, that's not and you know, ordinarily, like do two regular mm-hmm. year. Sure. Three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. first year back doing live events. You know? It's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's a lot. So uh we're gonna do next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably we're still, it's way too early to start playing stuff for next summer. We're also, we've been looking at other cons. I've had emails. I've been going back and forth mm-hmm. with some people about, uh, possibly diversifying our con appearances. All that stuff is in the works. I just wanted to be, you know, I, I don't see any reason not to be super transparent about like basically everything. Right. Uh, right. You know, why wouldn't we? Got nothing to hide. Um, you, you just instilled all that FOMO and people about that big wedding party that both of us are going to be to. There'll be pictures. 
Yeah. Uh, and you can look at them and you can parasocial as much as you want. No, I um, mean, I can't stop you. <laughs> boundaries, Gary. Boundaries. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, parasocial, like in the privacy of their own homes. Okay, okay. Not, not like reach out and just be like, you know, you look like you smell good in those pictures or anything like that. I probably I'm like, don't. I promise you, I, I will. I'll smell like fucking the dream, but you, you will, you'll, you'll never smell me. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I didn't like this game as much as I wanted to. Same. You, you uh, play. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> really, really puts itself out on front street real well. And then doesn't I, deliver, doesn't deliver on promises. I've been, this is, I'm really looking forward to this episode because I need in like almost a therapy sense to talk out this mm-hmm. with somebody and figure out why I didn't like it as much as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Or as much as uh, every other, all of our peers do. <sighs> yeah. Um, like I was really expecting pretty big things from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, there are people who liked, so this is in the, uh, the lineage of recent mechanic light, narrative, heavy literary games like Kentucky right route zero disco Elysium citizen sleeper, things yes. like that. Uh, I don't know if I liked citizen sleeper more or less than, or, you know, most people, but I still liked it. Like I mm-hmm. wasn't writing a breathless, you know, I wasn't breathless about it. Yeah, no. people are more breathless about this, and it left me cooler than any of those games that we've talked about that I have played. Right, um, you know, it's not it's not a slog. Like it's interesting. There's stuff mm-hmm. to think about. Um, it'll be fun to talk about. But I just really just seemed like I should have liked this a lot more than I did. Yeah, um, it's a it's a problem of incoherence for me. And we'll talk about the specifics of that. I don't know. Like something like this really does make me feel a little bit like I'm taking crazy pills you know, Mm -hmm. and gets me real up my own ass about like what our place in this, if we can be called critics is like what our place is, you know, especially when we are, you know, talking about stuff that is relatively new. Like if something is more than like five years old, that is fair game for a reappraisal. Right. Yes. Um, here, something so recent where uh, this title has just so much of a halo around it still from very breath- breathless uh, and genuine positive coverage. You know, it, it really does make me stop and think like, OK, what am I what is my goal here? What am I doing uh, in terms of, you know, like how? I don't know how genuine should we, should we be, which is as genuine as possible, because that's that's ultimately what we want to do. You know, it just it's like but, but when you're that much of an outlier. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, sincerely, right? Like, yeah, I I want these people to do well. It's a beautiful the story of making this game is this very sweet story, mm-hmm. and I want to see more games like this. Yes, you know, when I when I think about the crazy pills part of this, where I feel like I'm just like, what did other people play? I think that sometimes if games uh, take a certain tone and, you know, project certain themes, I think that sometimes, and I'm not immune to this either. I'm not, you know, on on a soapbox looking down at anybody, but I think that sometimes that can influence. uh, So somebody will evaluate a game and there's a thing being mixed in with it, which is I want to see more stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Like I like what this represents, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not so much what it is. It's, I'm just really happy to see this in this space. Mm-hmm. And that is blown me away. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've yep. been, I've been star. I'm real hungry for like this kind of thing. 
Yeah. And uh, so I need to, you know, in the, you know, <laughs> when the ground is freezing, I need to be out here with a, with a hairdryer and, yeah. uh, you know, like a little, some little netting, uh, to protect the sapling so that it will grow. It's, it's, it's a wrong comparison, but it really does feel a little bit like, uh, Abe Simpson saying like, we got to watch the Super Bowl or else it won't catch on. It's, it's, it's a little bit like that. There's, there's that angle of like, it is a moral duty of a critic to champion small, interesting things. Yes. Which is, which is a a perspective. It's not one that I share. Right. I don't, I don't think that's our job, but I I get it. The other one is the hunger is the best sauce. You know, like you real like, boy, I am sick of video games that like aren't dealing with these kind of class issues and aren't dealing with these this kind of sense of place. So when something comes along that uh, deals with it, even when, you know, there may be issues with how it deals with it, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it just is so refreshing. Yeah. You know, it just tastes like, you know, water after walking through the desert for a thousand miles because you, you know, and, not, and when I say you, I mean specifically some people who po- you know, possibly some people who had a huge reaction to this. Yeah. When that happens, you are just blown away. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was so fucking thirsty. I was starving. I did not know that I needed this nutrient and here it is. And I do not, not only do I want this tree to grow, you know, I want this well not to dry up, but Jesus fucking Christ, is it refreshing to have, you yeah. know, something that's literary. And I, I just, I don't relate to that very mm-hmm. strongly. Like when I try to think about our place, I don't relate to either of those modes very much. Yeah. I don't think that a critic has a duty to market. I don't yeah. think that like, it is a moral good to champion small things because they are small. Yeah. You know, like in, in this scenario, like it, it, I don't, I just don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't think that's the job. And then the other bit being like, I like stuff that deals with this, the sort of thing. I think I am not quite as starved as some people are because I also just like regular ass video games. Mm-hmm. So, it, I just don't have that like, God, I needed something new. I needed something this fresh Ugh, feeling that I, I read in, in these reviews where people are crying, people are rending garments, weeping. Uh, <laughs> and I just didn't get that. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I just, I want to understand it. And part of understanding it is playing the game and trying to, you know, for me, put into words exactly why this doesn't uh, kind of land as much for me and reading reviews and reading interviews about yeah. the, uh, you know, about the creation of this is real frustrating because they're talking about the promise of the game. It's the facade Right, that draws you in, uh, you know, into the store, and maybe like the first few mannequins are set up real well, and then it's and then it's just a pit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not it saying there is beauty and joy to be found, but like all that stuff about sense of place and class and these issues that uh, you know, the, the, that are affecting off. these real people, they don't feel paid off. It feels like they kind of like lure you in with that in- initial promise and veer off into stuff that does not even feel. remotely related to that i don't think i'm being dense by saying that the 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 turns that the stake don't takes don't have an awful lot to do with like say the geographic legacy of plantations and exploitation of chemical swamp that is this horrible (laughs) company town yeah that like the you know the town has been done horrible things too yeah it's so it's that it's also a thing that i think is different at least with myself i don't want to speak for you and Mm -hmm. i think that you're actually probably a little bit more friendly to this kind of thing 
but there's a thing that happens sometimes when evaluating games where uh, a big like theme pileup is something that I have a harder time appreciating. So like the more charitable view of what you're talking about uh, would be, you know, it touches on the gig economy. It touches on, uh, you know, like a Gamergate style uh, kid cult. It touches mm-hmm. on tech billionaires trying to go, go off space. the space. Yeah. You know, it touches on all those things. It doesn't fully explore them. And for some people, just like this touches on a lot of things. It's a big mess that's about everything. Yeah, it's Feels a cross really section. Good. Yeah, it's a yes. it's a vertical slice of you know a present day you know, kind of thing. Like yeah, I'm, present I'm, day leftist anxieties. You yes. know, and and for for me, I I prefer always prefer a deeper exploration rather than this just touches on a lot of things. Like I think that sometimes people will be like, oh man, this is it's so rich because it contains no focus. And I, I think I'm just a bigger and call me a, a smooth brain if you want for that. But like for me, I prefer to have something fully explored and re, you know, be a through line. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to have a abstract mind map kind of, I'm just grabbing random concepts and tying them together. I heard Huckabee style. Like it's all the sheet. I want to have a, you know, I don't know. I want, I want to, I yeah. want throughput, you know, yeah. I want a complete equation. In the yeah. end, sometimes, you know, I'm fine with the like multiple theme pile up kind of deal if there is an integration between them. You know, I feel like a fucking parody of myself because for the past, I don't know, eight or so years, that's been a thing that I've really, you know, championed in analyzing mm-hmm. games is where different parts of it talk to each other, you know? But yeah. like, well, we, we've both been doing that. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is, you know, it's, it's, but this is not, uh, it's pretty rare with something to have this many themes where they all talk to each other. Right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just, uh, yeah. And also there is kind of the, you know, for lack of a better word in a game with, with, with this kind of interaction model, um, there, there is a rounding factor where you're going to give, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to be a little more, a bit of, a little bit more generous. So it feels like there were concessions made for mechanics and the mechanic can, you know, tie in and stuff. And there's yeah. just you know n- nothing here. I'm generally okay with a uh, with a mechanics like game. Uh, this is very much kind of an interactive poem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, kind I, of deal. Yeah. I'm not generous with things when they have to make concessions for mechanics, and I think that if something's in a game, it counts. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, so when when somebody talks about like you know the mini games in this improving the pacing, I'm like, do. You, it's so fucking. Do you mean the part where I played Simon to punch somebody? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're fucking talking about? Because <laughs> yeah. that was ludicrous. I, like I, I was, I, I was, I was unclear. If there were any mechanics, yeah. I would suddenly start like rounding up on some of the story stuff that Got didn't. You. Did, that, yeah, that it's didn't purely. Yeah, yeah. It, it is purely a a narrative game. Yeah. If it has to know? stand entirely on its narrative and and the things that it is depicting, the fact that it does not draw enough of them or any of them together really, that is given a lot of time uh for yeah. me to have that slowly yeah, it is given all the time in the game. After the first chapter, I would say as stuff starts I, you know, instead of paying off veering into other things. Um yeah. for me to get that sinking feeling like, oh, they're just not going to do anything with this. Oh yep. man, <laughs> there's no, it's not that there's no, it's also worth to contrasting this. Like part of the reason why this is caveat city like yeah. right in the beginning is because of the halo this has. Uh, I have not read anyone say anything bad about this other than a couple of people on the slack. 
Um, this is not an unmitigated disaster. I think this is a better video game, you know, than your sexy brutales or what have you. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are cool vibes. There's beautiful art, like mm -hmm. visual art that happens in this. Like there are cool things. So if you're worried that we're just going to spend two hours shitting on your favorite game of 2022, that's not the case. No, it's just expectations were sky fucking high. Yeah. Uh, and the, I spent all this morning trying to figure out what people see in this, which means I read thousands and thousands of words of people describing a piece of artwork that made them run their garments, Yeah, you know, and I just couldn't get it. And there's also a bunch of things too, that like are specific, I think, uh, kind of heat seeking missiles to people yeah. uh, in terms of themelets. So they just maybe hit really hard that I, they mm -hmm. hit me kind of cold. Uh, we're going to get into all of it, yeah. but just want to get that out there because it, it is, I don't think that we have done a game where we've had quite as different experience to the critical consensus. Like I would give this like a high C. <laughs> I think yeah. this is like a fine little story. It's a trifle mm -hmm. and the game of the year, most important, point and click game of the decade like the number of hyperbolic appellets to this are numerous yeah and anybody who would be prone to believe that this is the case would not be receptive to me stating this out loud but i think that it is important to say we are not doing this intentionally that disparity is not oh. something that we are we're not looking to get yeah. people mad and disappointed no with us yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you know how much we hate people yelling at us like, <laughs> it's so funny when someone's like oh you're just doing that to, to get attention i'm like do you know how little i want attention <laughs> are you kidding me um, <laughs> like, i don't i don't want that no nope. um yeah no i just yeah there, there's a goblin's curse and i have to be honest about the game mm -hmm. um yeah so uh in this uh you play a young woman named Kay. you return to your hometown of norco louisiana after your mother's death yeah uh, uh at norco's real mm-hmm real place yeah. uh i tweeted about this and jeremy talked about like yeah the vibe is on point like he goes there yeah. for work sometimes and uh yeah it's really weird to exist in the shadow of these uh refineries yeah uh your real life city uh, mm -hmm. norco louisiana uh it's even like norco is an acronym mm -hmm. uh, like it's it's nuts uh it is owned <laughs> by shell oil uh it is this incredible like you know again petrochemical swamp Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that has taken over this town of like two or 3000 people, yeah. uh, points for being a very unique setting for a video game, uh, yeah. like an area that's not explored very well. Um, this is like a, just in the future version of it. So yeah. a little sci-fi fictionalized sci-fi, um, uh, realistic to the geography, which is very important here. We are on Lake Pontchartrain, but like sci-fi in terms of there are robots and stuff. There's yeah. like AI and things going on. Um, you know, coexisting. The bewildering Android subplot that I, that I yeah. also think is supposed to make me sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is like a Mac venture. It is a, mm -hmm. a first person point and click. Uh, you explore these illustrated scenes, uh, talk to a lot of people, and then you have a little map in the lower right that shows the different exits. Uh, it's very deja vu in that way. And this is one of the only games where I've seen the creator specifically cite deja vu. Deja yeah. vu specifically as a, yeah. as an inspiration. Fuck those other two. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, but I, I, you know, bring it on. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, I love Deja. I love Mac ventures. I, I think that that's a, a cool form factor for an adventure game. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a, a form factor worth, uh, worth aping. Uh, but this is really mechanics light. 
you know, there's some puzzle solving, like there's cool stuff you do with the sound recordings in a later, uh, yeah. l- later yeah, on that, chapter. That's the premiere puzzle. Like that's the, yeah. the good puzzle. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. In the game. But the, like, there's, you know, there's a small inventory system, but like most of the things you're going to be getting are just collectibles. This is a game that it assumes you're going to be real motivated by getting phone cases for your cell phone, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, doing side quests and stuff of which I did not do, not because I was shirking my duty on purpose. Mm-hmm. Some of them I did not realize you could do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's a couple swaths of this I missed and I don't feel like I played it in an incurious way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't say, you know, it doesn't put like something in your PDA to like, Hey, go check this out. Like nobody stops yeah. you from following up on a lead. Um, it's just very often that lead will lead to a cell phone case. Yes. Yeah. That does happen from time. And it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a combat system in this, um, you know, for when situations come to blows, you have party members, uh, in this, like a role-playing game. Um, the party members each have their own different versions of QT- QTEs that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, these are ludicrous. <laughs> uh, I, I do not, uh, I do not respect these. No. Um, it's either these little ring base, uh, thing where there's little timing, Bits. you had to hit these little drums as rings come in on them like elite beat agents or simon yeah uh that you can do and those are the two that is abstracted to the point of nonsense mm-hmm. uh you know the idea of playing simon to punch somebody is is just silly you do it with yeah. real silly little glyphs like sci-fi <laughs> glyphs I don't, yeah. I don't get it um i don't know what it adds at one point you get inventory and you have grenades mm-hmm. and then i just use them on the next boss and then that was it yeah like, there was no I don't know what it's gaining from borrowing bits of a more robust mechanical system like this, other than just a a vague variety of what you're doing with your hands. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but uh, yeah. So I was not very impressed by this. I, I don't know. It's there to borrow the feelings of mechanics for suspense, even though like I, I can't overstate this failing is not a problem you take it takes yeah, so could, many hits to kill you uh, yeah I, did, I didn't think uh, like my guys had stats <laughs> uh, apparently <laughs> i was like i, I have no idea because you just kind of click through the mini games until the bad guys go away yeah it, it is literally just like you know hey do this cup and ball for a little bit and then the story will continue yeah it's it's you like know? if you had to tie your shoes by playing lights out yeah yeah. And just every once in a while, like whenever the DM decided oh, you could, you could use a little break to tie your shoes. Like that, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, uh, let's uh, talk uh, about the mind map. The mind map is cool. Yeah. Uh, I like this. This is a, a neat way to present information to me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what happens is just, it's kind of an ongoing codex of characters and events, uh, concepts, that are uh, kind of laid out and connected to each other, but updated as you learn new things. Um, you know, you can go in and provide context. And oftentimes uh, when you go and uh, inspect those things, you will be kind of like making a decision. This is where like a little bit of like role playing comes in, you know, where, yeah. you know, it's presented like, you know, questions like I saw him sitting on the bed and I, you know, consoled him or, you know, I Chicked ignored him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Or I punched him in the balls. I said, time to clean house. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, I want to talk, let's, let me put a pin on that. Cause I want to talk about that as a mechanical uh, mm-hmm. thing in a moment. The mind map is when you're, you're talking about crazy pills, this was one of the most intense crazy pills feeling I had this morning, mm-hmm. mostly because there are a lot of people, again, like the mind map, you know, headline, the mind map in Norco is absolute genius. You know, sets a new standard. It's a journal. 
This yeah. is the same thing you have in any role-playing game that's a journal. Those also get updated, mm-hmm. right? Like it's visually presented in a little slightly different way, but it's just giving you the plot threads. Um, I like it. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not, I just don't see how it's revolutionary. It like, does, I mean, it's, yeah, it barely interactive. Like it, it, it is, it's a journal. It's just a journal. And also like there, there is mystery in this game, you know, like information mm-hmm. is withheld from you as the player and then revealed as the plot, you know, dictates you are not trying to find the thing you need to input to actually solve this. This is not a yes. detective game. So, no, no. you know, you're not referring to this to do anything more than just like orient yourself if you forgot who this particular person was. It is not necessary and core to the experience as it as a, the mind map is in something like Pathologic 2, right? Yeah. It's yeah, it's not it's not really a mechanic. Yeah. You know, like it, it's a thing. What would happen is I would talk to somebody, they would tell me a new detail about a person and then it would say mind map updated. Mm-hmm. And the first time that happened, I then clicked on my mind map thinking it would have additional information, but it was basically a reminder. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there's a little bit of flavor stuff like, oh, I remember this person from when I was younger and I was here and you'll get it like kind of a little short story, but oftentimes you didn't. Mm-hmm. You just got the information you just got. And I was like, oh, this is just a quest reminder. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just, I had bigger expectations based on my reading yes of it. um the way that uh, dialogue is done in this so this is a way of interacting with this there's role playing in this game uh you know you brought up before like i saw them sitting on the the bed i you know you have the option i console them i left the room without saying anything i was trying to think of maybe that is part of what made me feel distanced to this character you know mm-hmm. like i had a way of i'm like okay i would react how i would react and this, yeah. like i'm role playing i'm gonna be gary doing this thing but it's never referenced or anything later as -hmm. far as i know like it's this is not me going to bat for quote-unquote choices matter but it just ends up feeling very shallow if the same thing happens like it's all just in my head yeah you know it's all just a role-playing thing i think that if i chose to play you know the character okay if i chose to play her as like a lapsed religious person Mm -hmm. you know that's a theme a lot of people got from this game like huge theming like they just absolutely gutted them with this idea of giving up the religion coming back and feeling it again when they came home Mm -hmm. if i chose to do that i feel like characters should react to it you know as if as if i'm different like it should have an effect on the world that my that i'm crafting a character Mm -hmm. that's a little bit different even if it's if it's an illusion even if it's just other npcs commenting on it it would make it feel a little bit less like i was just taking a personality quiz yeah, you know, and not even like, it. you know, sharing that, not even like as part of a team building ex- exercise, not even to share on my MySpace page, but, you know, just for myself, you know, just a little me. Yeah, it's just, just being know. presented with little prompts. Like, do you want to be, and a lot of them do break down to this, like, do, were you a jerk or were yeah. you gracious, mm-hmm. you know, about this stuff? Like, yeah. I can get down with that kind of role-playing game, that kind of role-playing choice, but it's weird when the game doesn't react to it. Right. Um, and it, and it also is a thing too, where like, as I, you know, get, get older, I start thinking like, oh, like a good game story, like a, like an absolutely a tier, you know, S rank game story. You should have a set character, you know, yeah. at least to a degree, like you can do degrees of manipulation. You can do a disco Elysium kind of mm-hmm. thing, but see our episode on citizen sleeper where like that ended up feeling at least for me a little bit less good than it maybe could have because my mm-hmm. guy was just a helper bot. Yeah. Like the the fact that I was just existed for everyone and, you know, I did not have a personality. 
You were a Johnny uh, Five-esque savior of the world. Yeah. Yes. This ends up feeling like I'm not really there. I'm just taking an unrelated personality quiz. Yeah. You know, they're, they're both different, different paths to the same kind of distancing effect mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. It's a, it's, it felt like a web form that didn't connect anything. These answers yeah. were not being, be, 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 being stored at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know, again, looking for any kind of connection between, you know, between stuff that is here. This might just be me, like, I don't know, maybe not putting in the effort or whatever, but a big problem that I end up having when you have a character as a cipher, you know, you're getting their dialogue and seeing them interact with people. I can only read their dialogue just because there's nothing else to inform it. Uh, either you know, re- referring back to my, um, my 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 previous choices, or having a very particular uh, you know uh, est- established you know character history with this person, you know what have you. You know this character is anonymous down to the point where all that they are represented as is a you know kind of like a you know a neutral neutral smiley face on the front of their face. Yeah, I can I can only read their dialogue kind of in me as my voice kind of flatly reading something i can't Mm -hmm. tell like what spin to put on this and it it is entirely flat to the point where there is no drama in it and therefore no catharsis and that is desperately what i need catharsis out of something that is dealing with a tone this melancholy and has this particular setup of you know homecoming and rediscovery kind of thing right yeah or is pretending toward those things and dealing with dealing with real serious real world shit. Yes. You you want to have that because it's a it's a heightened stake thing. Right. So like depending on your choices, your version of K might have descriptors but did not feel like a real person at least yeah. to me. Like my K was generally regretful of her relationship with her mother. Mhm. Was unreligious and was not particularly in a hurry to go back home. Right. So there are those descriptors, but that's not a personality. Those yeah. are just choosing opinions on things. Mm-hmm. You know, I did not get a sense of K as a person like whatsoever. Yeah. Um, the mother, you get more of one. Yes. You know, it's a better character, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really it for mechanics. Uh, there's a, co- you know, we'll, we'll talk about a couple of specific puzzles, but, um, you know, talking a little bit of sugar, uh, the, it's very beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, like absolutely just these beautiful pixel art illustrations, um, started out as these, uh, illustrations for, you know, we'll talk about the creation of this game cause it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Did not start out as video game illustrations. No, no. Uh, and I think that's part of why they look so good. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful colors, beautiful atmosphere, uh, yeah. just really, really great looking. Yeah, the colors very specifically. They do a great job of washing this to make it feel like it is at a particular time of day in a particular place. They yeah. like this is one of the best. This game is one of the best at doing dingy that I've seen. It's got an incredible dinge. Yeah, the dank okay. hole, the dank. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's insane. This game's dinge. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the dinge is out of control. If you like dinge, uh, is, I have literally no complaints about this. I love the grotesque character. Oh yeah, portraits. You remind me a little bit of a higher fidelity version of Papers, Please. Um, there's yeah. a lot of personality suggested mm-hmm. in them, uh, even when they only have one or two facial expressions, like. That stuff's all great. I'm kind of surprised that uh, the the old legend uh, point and click adventure games were not a citation for this. No, uh, yeah, that's a great point. They yeah. look a lot like that. 
Yeah, Callahan's and the whatever the I don't know their their Xanth one. Like that's that yeah. Xanth one's a bad Kyrene, game, but yeah. it looks really good. Yeah, yeah, bite your tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, <laughs> the the other thing that I really like is the way that it is kind of visually mixed media. Mm-hmm. Um, so when like the format breaks happen, even though what you do in them, you know, other than the combat, which I think is ludicrous, mm-hmm. but like when you switch over to like a short story, there's a part where you watch a puppet show. And it changes the uh, the framing, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff works for me really well. Yeah. Uh, you know, visually interesting and makes it work as, you know, when you said this is kind of like a barely interactive poem, those parts are really cool. That is like what I want from an interactive poem. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't thought a lot about what I want from an interactive poem, but <laughs> that kind of thing is what I want. Yeah. 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 Uh, soundtrack also real good. Yeah. Um, full, you know, a lot of earworms, um, really appropriate, lots of, uh, really great and like an ambient sound effects that make it feel very lived in. Yeah. A lot of them taken uh, from field recordings around Norco itself. Yeah. Because of the origin of this, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a documentary, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, the writing in this is, is fascinating to me because again, this is something that people run garments about. Uh, you and I, I think have different problems with this. I, I also don't think that it, it's particularly coherent uh, in terms of, of plot or dialogue. My issue with this is the fluidity of it, uh, not yeah. the amount of fluoride in it, but the, how, <laughs> how, uh, how flowery it is. Yeah. Um, this is, this gives Stan Lee a run for his money in terms of purple prose. Yeah. Um, you know, every once in a while, a couple of these worked for me, mm-hmm. you know, in, in again, like I'm, I'm a poetry appreciator. Like I like poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of them worked in a lyrical sense. The issue is it's never turned off. Yeah. So every character is like this, basically like even, you know, sometimes they're kind of like just homebody, you know, hometown towny barflies mm-hmm. and they won't, won't speak like this, but the narrator is the most, you know, omnipresent voice in this. And it is real again, just very poetic, uh, in it's, in it's speaking in a way that felt too much. They're capable of turning an incredibly beautiful and evocative phrase. And that is laudatory. I could have dealt with a little bit more discretion in terms of deploying it tactically. Uh, this kind of language I think is, you know, a very good characterizer, you know, or like it should be, should be saved for very heightened scenes, you know, or mm-hmm. for something that, you know, absolutely needs to be almost like a pull quote to, you know, yeah. summarize exactly what is going on here. Um, you know, I'm not saying everybody needs to be in dialect talking like just folks. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, you kind of, something kind of needs to go away to be missed. <laughs> it, it's, it's 100% that like, there's no sense of yeah. contrast yeah. with it. Um, yeah. It's it is nonstop, mm-hmm. but so. you know they're trying to set up this disco Elysium sense of place, you know, kind of deal, you know. But just my when I talk about the incoherence, you'll listen to the places where this where this goes. You know, would we recommend people play this? Like, I'd recommend checking out the first chapter just to get a get a good feel. Like, in term, I'm asking this because of um, because of like spoiler wall kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's short enough mm-hmm. and enough people are into it. That makes me think that I am, we are probably the outliers. Yeah. And this. I'm not going to hold my so, outlier status against you. You shouldn't hurt yourself and deprive yourself of something cool. Yeah. Nah, you know, we, we can only talk about our place. So worth a try, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I would say 
if anything, adjusting your expectations will probably help. Yeah. If you, if I am recommending you play this, it's don't go into it after reading a year of absolutely breathless praise of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what I did and was hugely disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I was expecting to have my heart broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think if you go into it with more modest expectations, um, you might like it more. And I think I would have liked it more if yeah. I went into it with more modest expectations and that's not really on the game, right? Like, no, no. but at the same time, we're doing this in the context it came out in, you mm-hmm. know, we can't ignore, you know, context matters. No. Um, you know, to a degree, it's all ends to look at things through. And mm-hmm. in this case, the critical consensus about this is where it lives. No. You know? So I want to talk about both. Yeah. Um, that sense of place that it does is, I think in terms of sense of place, it's actually pretty successful. Yes. Like in terms of being an interesting place to set a game in and one that we don't talk about very much and feels like it. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a robot spy subplot. Yeah. And you you trick somebody into holding up a head so they get sniped as mm-hmm. like the last puzzle of the game. And there's like there's a lot of magical realism yeah. to this that just left me fucking super cold. Yeah. Uh that I, I didn't want to have be there. Uh that was less grounded and took me away from this feeling of like realistic concerns and real world problems. Yeah. Um, and really that sense of community coming together, which is what you want from this. Mm-hmm. Like the ideal version of this is you get the sense of, and other people did get the sense of a place that has been abused by this system, by mm-hmm. these economic powers, but still has this beautiful sense of community and that people are still very protective of. Yes. And all I came away from it feeling was like, that is a cool place for a story boy, that company should just be bombed from the face of the earth and all these people should move if they can. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand moving is not easy for people, yeah. but I was like, yeah, this fucking sucks, man. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. Your, your house keeps flooding and it's like, it, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, you know, it's, it's horrible. There are monsters about. Yeah. I don't, like I, I didn't get this, the sense of like, no, 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 this is beautiful and it's ours. We're going to fight for it because yeah. the game isn't really about that. There's, there's a weird little thread where it becomes about that for a second. Mm-hmm. And then you go off to the SpaceX launch. Yes. Um, and there's all this other stuff that happens mm-hmm. and there's a magical swamp angel and all this shit. Yeah. Uh, and it just, uh, you know, it goes in too many directions for me uh, and does not satisfy that, that arc that is, it would work with. And again, this is, this could be called unfair because I'm holding another, holding another game against this contrast that with disco Elysium, which, you know, is kind of entirely about Revishal. And yeah. you know, Mar- Mar- Ace, you know, and, and again, you've got the, uh, the, the, the flowery language that sums it up, you know, every single ideology has failed this place, but it still stands. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like they're, they're really interesting. So comparing the two games, like there's a lot to it, right? Like, yeah. uh, it's not arbitrary to bring that up because it does a lot of the same things and it drew yeah. a lot of comparisons in the press, mm-hmm. but disco Elysium, uh, even though you do have role-playing decisions about what kind of person you want to be, you are more of a set character and what you do absolutely does influence the people around you who react to you. Mm -hmm. So the role-playing is more satisfying. The mechanics are a lot more robust in that game. Um, There are fail states that Mm -hmm. create interesting situations. There are no fail states really Mm -hmm. in Norco. Um, Disco Elysium is also longer and has a wider breadth. Yeah. So you get to see how it's affected in all ways. Whereas like Norco ended up being paradoxically something that if it were twice as long, I think would be intolerable, Mm -hmm. but it might've stood to be an hour longer. 
you know, and, and, and been a little bit better or at least a, like an hour more focused. Yeah. Like keep your mess, but maybe a little bit more focused. Like physical is pretty focused. Yeah. You know, on, on what it's trying to do. Like this is about the after effects on this town. Mm-hmm. It's not also about X, Y, Z, A, B, and C. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, Norco the, just kind of, why, yeah, Norco builds like a Potemkin village saying this is Southern Gothic disco Elysium and yes. there's not, there's nothing behind those doorfronts. It reminds me a little bit of somebody doing their first work and wanting it to be about everything they have to say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a weird way, which, which is a mark, I think of some, I understand the mindset that admires Mm-hmm. that kind of um like immature exuberance and like genius that can come from immaturity of like this is my only chance so i have to get it all out there mm-hmm. um it always just feels to me a little bit like like a non-mature voice in art yeah. to me to do that yeah um yeah. <sighs> so yeah writing didn't really land for me <laughs> no me, me, uh, it did did not uh even just in terms of just prose, like there are bits again that worked for me. Mm-hmm. The, the moment to moment prose was not drawing me along yeah. very well. Um, personally. Uh, so the, the story of this game's creation is really interesting. Norco's lead designer goes by the pseudonym Yutz. Uh, they lived in Norco in their mm-hmm. life. And in 2015 began working at an art collective, uh, called geography of robots to make a documentary about yeah. how hurricane Katrina impacted this home region of Norco. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just going to be like a film documentary. This was supposed to be, uh, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like an installation kind of thing. Yeah. There were going to be a lot of different elements to this. One of which was uh, like a, like an interactive piece, like a video game. Yes. Uh, a side scrolling adventure game about robots breaking into an oil refinery. Um, this evolved and eventually became the game that it is. So a lot mm-hmm. of the art, you know, that we see in this were illustrations yeah. for this documentary that just got transformed mm-hmm. this. yeah so like there had been basically the previous project their initial version kind of became a whole bunch of pre-production uh yes. for for a final product that they didn't initially set out to make uh yes. which is a really interesting way um to, to 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 go about it i think served the product very well by giving them you know just a very strong foundation in what this place looks and feels like you know even yeah. above and beyond you know having grown up there and lived there at a couple of other points in their life and just kind of naturally having something to say about the environment that you know had left their left its mark on them right yes yeah the best parts of this game i think you can feel that yeah um Yutz cites some games as uh, inspiration. Uh, we mentioned Deja Vu before, uh, Snatcher as well, mm-hmm. um, as well as Midgar in Final Fantasy VII. Yes, um, with terms. that big pizza, you know that that uh, <laughs> stratified um, economy. Even though you don't spend as much time with that as I would think in this. Yeah, yeah. You know, Just, it's, it's kind of the slums and then Shinra, and no upper crust. Right. You know? Yeah, you know, like you, you spend a little bit of time in a in a eyes wide shut party, but that's about it. Yeah. In terms yeah. of seeing it, seeing above it, yeah. But I can, you know, I can, I can see that. I can see how that, uh, that that line plays really well in uh in interviews and stuff. Yeah. Uh, this had a very small team on it, you know, just uh, uh including you know like like most of them. Their only credit is various versions of this game. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. if you look on Moby Games, right, and a lot of them are pseudonymous, right? You have Yachts, 
um, uh, who uh, did you know did the writing uh, and design of this, but also uh, kind of learned digital illustration online to contribute to the art alongside mm -hmm. uh, someone named Jesse Jacoby, who was credited as doing pixels and paint. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and then music uh, done by an artist who goes by Gugali and sound design by FM Aura yeah. uh, there. Um, there are a lot of interviews uh, with this. This has a lot of uh, back matter. You can check out where Yats talks about the kind of experience of growing up in Norco, how that translated into the game's details and tone. Mm -hmm. um, this is a highly intentional work, which is also something I think people react to. Mm -hmm. um, even if that intention did not work for us, you know, there are things that they're going for yeah. in this, and you can read about that. Like, there's no coy uh, mm -hmm. kind of hiding behind the art in this. Yeah. Which is refreshing actually. Yeah. I like it too. Like this is what we are trying to do, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, this was absolutely, uh, lauded by critics. Uh, you know, again, a sea change in point and click adventures, the, you know, the, the biggest moment in point and click adventures of the decade, all kinds of <laughs> wild things to say, um, lauded for its aesthetics and, uh, writing and tone, uh, got compared to disco Elysium and Kentucky route zero. Um, I found this super wanting in comparison to Disco Elysium. I have not played Kentucky Route Zero. Um, yeah, this... it sounds pretty close to that in terms of level of interactivity to me. Um, yeah, you know, it's Kentucky real... Route Zero is even less so. Yeah, uh, it's real. It's real similar. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero. I think uh, there's a certain amount of refuge in the fact that it is so kind of so much of an anthology and leans much harder on the magical realism uh, kind of side of things. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one of those things where I realize I don't like magical realism. Yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah. It's, you know, I don't know. Um, I like magic. I like mm -hmm. realism. <laughs> Put together. Uh Yatsa said this is the first part of a trilogy. Uh, and based on the response, it seems like that plan will continue. So uh look forward to Nork two and Nork <laughs> three. Uh <laughs> no, no, Nork no O and Nork O. <laughs> 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 just eventually all the characters are replaced by ghosts yeah the, the, why not it's magical realism um, just do whatever you want there's robots there's super spies who gives a shit mm -hmm. <laughs> So let's, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, this game is in three acts. The first act is called Lowland Ghosts. Uh, and we start with a pro uh, prologue. Mm -hmm. um, story of us, our character escaped their hometown, left Norco, kind of bummed around America for five years. Uh, yeah. But learned that your mother died and he headed back. Yeah. Because some details about what's happening elsewhere in America, like the Southwest is kind of descended into this kind of war zone, you know, kind of deal. Uh, she ends up kind of uh, going there, hanging around like activists and things like that uh, yeah. down along the Rio Grande. Like at one point, you know, she throws her phone into the river and that's why she doesn't learn about her mom's passing for a while. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's the most dramatic thing you can do with a phone. <laughs> you, th you throw that symbol into the water. Uh, but um, what about uh, taking it and then bending it in half backwards? Oh, see, and then that's, throwing that's it into a, a garbage can. 
yeah, that's pretty good as well. That's more of a, a crime move. Mm, yeah. Um, there is a, a a smiling old man, the face of that haunted you throughout your journey. Yeah. Uh, throughout this time, like you're being stalked. Yeah. Uh, in in a weird literal sense, because we'll find out. <laughs> one of the most outsized <laughs> characters in this. Yeah, it's a real goofy, magical, <laughs> magical uh, mentally man. unwell, unhoused man. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the game begins with you in your childhood bedroom. Uh, and there are, oh, good. Hey, no, it's good. No, oh, yeah. Had nothing. Oh, uh, but there's a mini games where you can meet. <laughs> you've, can, you've got to uh, learn QTEs by meeting your childhood monkey plush toys gaze you know uh yeah. and uh you know invite end up joining it uh, inviting it to your party yeah so it can it can do things i kept feeling there are a lot of secrets of this monkey mm-hmm. that i wasn't doing and maybe there were uh, i did not get them i don't know um there there's a laptop with a computer and it's open you get to see uh this message board discussion um where your brother blake uh, was having it saying about these glowing orbs in the sky possibly made of glass these are going to turn out to be weird swamp angel spirit yeah. things um <laughs> you head on down to the living room and you see some documents about this version's uh version of shell oil called shield fuels i think or shield shield oil shield fuels something like that mm-hmm. yeah. um and it's focused on these flare-ups these health effects uh that happened uh yeah. and they talk about this uh this concept of deliberate externality um you know including the uh deliberately polluting in order to reduce the property values nearby so you can buy them more up. They're big sprawling. Yeah. Petroplex. Yeah. And imagine me sitting here reading about deliberate externality, like in the first five minutes of this game. It's like rubbing my hands together like a fucking sicko. Like, yes. yes. <laughs> Maybe. It's behind the bastards, the game. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, just uh, we, we are fully in the coal is gassed up and ready to go <laughs> Kind of yeah. zone. <laughs> it, it kind of explains like, you know, at least our, our two different, cause I wasn't, I was disappointed in this largely because of the reaction, mm-hmm. you know, but this does have like the hook at the beginning of this is real, you know, leftist bait. Yep. Uh, <laughs> 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 way, you know, I, and, and I, uh, I see that it's, you know, I, identifying as such, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's real, it's real leftist bait. <laughs> I'm not going to pre- no. pretend to be anything that I'm not. No. <laughs> uh, like for me, my stomach sank a little bit when you go out back and you talk to the family's robot. Uh, I was just like, okay, um, this is million. Uh, yeah. This family's robot. Um, you know, she talks about, you know, all these loose ends that your mom uh, had when you passed. Uh, she was doing research for a client in fat city, yeah. um, which is going to be, you know, the, the start of this mystery here. Uh, right. Million is trying to repair this motorcycle. Uh, so you can use it to get around, but you need a fuse from the discount store. Yeah. Uh, a million is not like a clunker, you know, this isn't yeah. you know, Homer's robot, right? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, this is like a sleek, like her face looks like a constellation of stars because of all the sensors and stuff in it. Yeah. Um, and million is hilarious because as she like comes around with you, everybody is saying like, wait, didn't you disappear? Like, aren't you like super sinister? And she says, no. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you think you have another uh, spy bot. Um, so you get, you kind of kind of walk around town uh, here um, outside of the, uh, the dimes discount gas station. There's a film crew doing uh, a very barely disguised version of a uh, true detective kind I of thing. It. shooting yeah. a murder scene. And the, the director asks you for advice on regional slang and you can take the piss out of them. Mm-hmm. Like what do you say when someone's a real bad guy? Like this is real funny. There, there are bits of this that are genuinely pretty funny. Oh, uh-huh. 
you know, I, I just, I did not get the, uh, the, the funny part landed on me. The crying part didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I only took like the middle of the road. Like, what would you call a real, like a, like, you're just like a real son of a bitch. And I said like, oh yeah, just a, just a real, you know, like crawl baddie or something yeah, he's, like he's, that. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a bit, he's a bad daddy yeah. or something like that. Like <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's very cute. <laughs> Nothing comes of this, but it's a sweet, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, the guy who runs the, the gas station, this guy named Troy, real shithead. Used to run uh, the gas station. He his job yeah, was made obsolete by out. the uh, automation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don is burned down. Put off and burned down. Don Arani's out on his ass. ass. <laughs> Works with his brother now. Um, yeah, used to work there, uh, and he immediately insults your dead mom. Right. Uh, you know, here uh, she's probably vacationing on some hard drive or somewhere. Um, you know, I ask him a little bit about what is going on. Uh, you know, to do with this. Uh, you know, he's talking about. Uh, working with her to excavate this lake. Um, you know, they saw some crazy shit when, out, when they're out there, but he won't tell you what. Um, and he says, Hey, I'll let you in. If you give me some pills that your brother's selling. So my brother's dealing. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find a way to get that. So I just fight him and you immediately get an achievement called class trader. Yeah. And I, I, I had a real fuck you response to that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, he's like, Oh, this guy just, you know, my mom died. I just came home. He's the town shithead. Yeah. Uh, you know, class solidarity doesn't mean that, you put up with abuse. Nope. Uh, uh, you know, from and, people. And, in fact, I would say that as a way that class solidarity would be used to weaponize and uh, yeah. kind of normalize abuse within these structures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, no. it's, I, I really did not care for that pop-up. Yeah. Um, there may be another way to get past this guy. I do not know it. I couldn't so find I it. I, I even, because of that, I was like, okay, they wouldn't say that to me if there was a, if, if there wasn't an obvious way around this that I just, that I just missed. No, as far as I could tell, even looking at walkthroughs, there was no other way around it. So you gotta, you gotta clock this guy and go in. Yeah. He's a dick. Um, yeah. the story is automated. That's how he lost his job. Uh, burned down out on his ass. Um, <laughs> the company fired Troy because they went to a robot model where he was checking mm-hmm. to self check out. Yeah. Uh, and you buy so, the fuse. By the fuse and Million repairs the uh, the motorcycle so he can go a little bit further out. Um, and Million joins our party here uh, for a while. And we ride out along the airline highway uh, to go to the uh, paperback store where Brother Blake has been spending all of his time. Uh, he's not around the house. He's not been there since we got back. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of need to <laughs> verify, get proof of life on Blake. Yeah, bit. can I get a well-being check on Blake? Yeah. Uh, Million talks about uh, how your mom changed after she discovered something in the lake. Million doesn't know what that was, though. Yeah. So you go outside of uh, Sarby Books and we meet a rideshare driver uh, who is sad talking about his client. Yeah. Um, And one of them sounds like mom, you know, asking random questions about radio signals and sick. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to, you know, find us out later that your mom does use a lot of lifts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a primary way of getting around. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the bookstore clerk, you know, talks about like, Hey, we're old friends. Like, Hey, I haven't seen you online very much recently. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and not just because people are going around and chopping down cell towers and digging up fiber cables to break down the internet, you know, yeah. like just trying to uproot this thing that had become so pervasive. Yeah. Uh, she says Blake must be the tavern by your house. You could check that before, but you couldn't get in, mm-hmm. you know, he gets wasted and the owner lets him sleep behind the bar. Right. Um, Eric is very surprised to see a million, you know, your bot saying she's been out of town and million says, you must be mistaken. I've just been in town <laughs> waiting to strike. Um, <laughs> there's a pet shop cat here named Crouton. Love I usually bites anybody. A cat. Oh, Crouton's a great name for a cat. Yeah. Um, 
you pet it and you have to do QTEs as the cat gets more and more excited. She begs you to stop. And then what you do is you pet the cat until it blows up like a rocket and launches mm-hmm. through the roof. And then she's real mad at you. She's yeah. like, I told you to stop petting my cat. You get a phone case from it. This is the kind of goofy tone shit we're dealing uh-huh. with. That's like funny, but like absolutely out of, you know, again, fucking magical realism, man. Mm-hmm. I, I just, and the characters is like, I told you to stop messing with my cat. I'm still mad at you. And I'm like, your cat just took off like a rocket. Was this a fucking Xanth novel? <laughs> Like what, why did this happen? It's just so it's a tonal swing that is so hard for me to hold on to. Shouldn't you be shouldn't you be calling a contractor for that roof or skylight unless the skylight was open? <laughs> just like I don't know why they had to make it be this silly little Easter egg. Like it's the kind yeah. of thing they would put in a video game where if oh you click on Rebecca Chambers' picture thirty seven times and you get a comment. Yes. you know that that kind of thing and like. I don't know. It just gives you a crouton food and phone case, which is what I use for the rest of the game. Of course. Cause go crouton. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. but, but like it, it's treated like an Easter egg, but like, I don't know, video gamers, two things you're not going to, um, uh, uh, avoid is petting a cat and escalating challenge on a QTE. Right. Yeah. Like, Oh, <laughs> okay, cool. So there's just another step every single time and I keep petting this cat and it gets funnier. Like there's no way, like I haven't checked the percentages on the steam achievement or whatever it is, but every, like, everybody killed this cat. Oh, every, well, um, the cat shows everybody up. Everybody clubs this cranium. <laughs> oh, I, the cat didn't show up for me later. When did oh, the cat show up? You know what? I'm thinking of a flashback. That cat's absolutely oh. suffocating yeah, cat's and in orbit. That's fucking dead, dude. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that cat has now been turned into petrol fuel by the evil corporation. Yeah. <laughs> they He's, caught it in their Skynets and they're now transferring yeah. its bioessence into fuelicules. You, uh, you, 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 yeah. you see, uh, you see Brute in the uh, voodoo shop downtown uh, in the mm. flashback sequences. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, so million worries. Blake is, uh, isn't just missing because of a drunken night out. Yeah. Uh, so, and, like, I just want to, I want to draw a line here. Like the flashback stuff is cool. But like when I talk about act one, really singing in this, you know, aside from million and just how obviously suspicious she is like, okay, cool. There's a bunch of cool stuff set up. There's a mystery here. Our brother's probably gotten in trouble around town, Southern Gothic, neo-noir kind of thing. Like let's, let's fucking go, man. Yeah. Uh, you know? So like when I was saying, singing this game's praises, this is about the point that I was at. Yeah. It's a thing too, where like I, I uh, get self-conscious. We all have an inner critic, you mm-hmm. know, we all have a, we, I make fun of myself for having a straw man. Like, who am I trying not to get yelled at by? Right. Mm-hmm. But I always, I do feel sometimes like uh, my inner critic yells at me when I'm like, I wish this was a little bit more of a straight putt, you know, yeah. because what you just described the setup, if it just executed on that, this could be great. Oh yeah. You know, even chapter two of this is really good or not mm-hmm. chapter two. Um, rather this, the second part of chapter one. Mm-hmm. This flashback is cool. Like it is yeah. very compelling to play both the subject of the mystery and the person who is trying to solve it. Mm-hmm. And like, let those two things inform each other. That's really interesting. Uh, so we, we play half this game as the mom, as Catherine. Yes. I also think Catherine's a way better character. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, than Kay. Like Catherine has a personality and it comes across in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, we start off we're playing as the mom uh, and she's at an imaging clinic. Um, this is a thing that you can do in this uh, dark future. Um, she's working with a technician to preserve memories for her kids. Right. Um, and you get to choose what you decide to save. 
mm. of these images for your kid, like what to save and what to forget. It's not a mechanical thing. You don't have like limited space or anything. This does not come up. This mm-hmm. is purely role playing. You know, do you want to give your kids the whole picture or do you want to try to save them from the more difficult parts of your life? Yeah. And you're also like making choices about the disposition of stuff, right? So, you know, the broad strokes of this are she had a really troubled relationship with her father and pretty much married, you know, blue, uh, her husband right away. And you can decide like how much of that was out of convenience to get out of the house, how much of that love was real, you know, um, you know, just to like, how deep did the estrangement go? Uh, things like that. And you establish these details and then decide if that is something you want the kids, you know, to you know to have as this lasting legacy kind of deal. This yeah. to me brought up because AI is so much fucking everywhere. Just yes. these new these news stories about like, oh, make sure you get recordings of your grandparents right now. So when they're gone, you know, you can you can consult them for advice later. It's like, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that is a uh, dystopic. For, for, hey, for, we, Fred Astaire yeah. dancing with a vacuum motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 uh, I can't wait to have grandma kissing an electric shaver and a Pepsi <laughs> ad that's like served up for me next time I ask for advice. Yeah. You know, yeah. hey, 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 about grandma, grief? you have some advice? I think you should buy some Pepsi. Grandma, you're, you've been pitching that all night. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Great thing about grief is the person you're grieving is gone and like yeah. you're able to heal. Yeah. It, it's funny too. Cause I, like this game obviously deals with, with grief and the, uh-huh. the person who wrote this, like their very real experience of it. Yeah. And a lot of people who wrote, read reviews of it or wrote reviews of it talked about uh, how this reflected on their grief or like their anxiety about this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've done a homecoming trip to bear my mom. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. and I, none of this stuff really rang yeah. true or good yeah. for me. And the idea of having, uh, an AI that I could ask my mom questions about, mm-hmm. uh, is about the, the bleakest worst thing I could think of for my recovery yeah. uh, from that. Like if that were available, that's miserable. Yeah. Uh, that would not have done me good. Can't say that's think. the case for everybody. Not going to speak for everybody. Yep. It just runs so counter to every experience I have ever had with losing somebody. It feels really unnatural and not bad just because it's unnatural, you know, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know, I, I, I don't want it to blanketly turn me into a, a conservative or something, but like the idea that like, oh, the way that we have grieved people for the entirety of our lives, maybe that is a good way. You mm-hmm. know, maybe that is the human way to do it. I don't know, but no. it, it seems like the, the opening up an AI for my mother, dead mother to advertise how good Amazon prime is to me. Uh, and if you don't think that's what it'd be used for, you're fucking naive. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, um, yeah, no, uh, no dice. <laughs> get grandma with special offers. <laughs> yeah. You, we had to get the collector's edition of grandma. Uh, you can, you can upgrade for the no ads. Yeah, the in-app purchases on grandma. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Black mirror. What if your mom had a Wi-Fi? This is basically that. <laughs> what if your mom was Wi-Fi? <laughs> Yeah, like that, that's basically <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. This is bleak, 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 bleak. Uh, hate it. Um, the important plot detail that's uh, not important, but the the background detail that's revealed here is your the father uh, blue died in the uh, refinery refinery explosion. Yes. Um, she also has this uh, the same memory of the smiling old man that we knew, but she doesn't know who he is. Right. Um, she thinks Blake also saw him, but Million wasn't around to protect him. Uh, this is kind of foreshadowing mm-hmm. very weirdly important old man. Um, million used to work at the refinery uh, with blue uh, and came as a fugitive after his death came to the family. Yeah. Saying blue's death was a mistake. 
right? Or no, yeah. no, uh, uh, Catherine taking uh, him like, in. Yeah, to take, take it, yeah, to taking million in was a mistake. Is is what yeah. Catherine says. About but now it. we're just stuck with this ever growing super bot. <laughs> I can't do nothing about it. Um, you know, it'll just overpower me. Uh-huh. Uh, we see an image of what Catherine was looking at to identify this like glass orb yeah. that followed her above the lake. Right. Things get kind of weird here, you know, and we start like answering questions about, uh, you know, things that we don't have context for, you know, talking about how Duck's version escaped, Duck being a person that she knows and grew into some kind of uh, humanoid monster. Uh, And, you know, this this thing that Duck's version, quote unquote, grew into told her to download this app which he believes has something to do with the spear, but also it pays in this cryptocurrency. It's also it's like task a, rabbit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This is again, you know, we talk about just touching on themes, but not going anywhere. This is an, you know, we're, we're joking about AI grandma. Mm-hmm. The, the game incorporates AI grandma anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's one AI person. They turn into this horrible eldritch monstrosity mm-hmm. due to the singularity. Um, the people who have the intended effect for the singularity, it's just sad. Like their voices are confused and and scared. Yeah. You know, but the game's not about that. No. Right. Like Soma's about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't, this game just touches on it. It just wants to borrow a little bit of that steez, but it's just all part of the, the gumbo mm-hmm. uh, of just themey leftist bait that yeah. is in this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so the session ends. Um, you talk to the attendant. The attendant is all kind of like wobbly uh, here about what you've done. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we get the first inkling that like this is not really an above both above the board kind of thing. You know, like yeah. we're getting side effects now. And this head head drive that her memories were loaded onto, you know, she could only afford the silver tier. Uh, but there's like no adware blocking services. You know, everything is provided as with and without warranty. Yep. Yeah, so she's got the the Kaiser bronze plan, basically. Mm-hmm. Again, it's cool to see a game deal with that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you poke through her phone. That is her primary uh, kind of mode that she has. Um, you get to see messages between her and her kids. Uh, the one with, with her and Kay is heartbreaking. That is very mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. Um, text to this person named Duck. Uh, him warning her not to get involved with Super. Uh, we don't know who Super is yet. Uh, it turns out it's Super Duck. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, And her billing alerts show that uh, she has a lot of medical debt. Yeah. You know, at this point before she dies. We do not even have enough money uh, to get a ride home. Um, it is just, uh, you know, real bleak. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's also showing the way the debt compiles, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like the you owe money and then the interest rates come and it just keeps going and going up. Again, cool thing for a game to fuck with. But mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything to make you feel it. Uh, yeah. Compare, like, obviously, the you know the big example of economic uh, anxiety felt in a game is Cart Life, mm-hmm. where it has similar kind of themes, but it actually integrates. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is just kind of here, you know, eventually, after, you know, like, it is literally just a guise for you to start doing these little task rabbit things through uh, through an app called Quack Job. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of assigning these random tasks and then paying you in this uh, in this cryptocurrency. Like you've got to go and do a few of these little odd jobs here, which are going to advance the plot for you um, in order to even get a ride home. Right. So you yep. need to go find this other quack jobber at uh, this place called the Curious Duck. Yep. 
Uh, so you walk out, you head to the uh, friends quarter and run into uh, various, you know, people trying to, to kind of scam you mm-hmm. a little bit. There's a hot dog vendor who is selling these incredibly old hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will come up later in a funny way. There is a uh, unhoused person dressed up as Santa who is begging for money, who is weird Nagro. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think this comes up later. Uh, I did not give them my dollar. No, um, neither did I. I think I gave the dollar to the guy who was sitting by the uh, by the uh, hot dog stand. Um, Same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a, uh, um, a fake tour guide, mostly pointing out t-shirt shops. They were doing this mm-hmm. job because they were a friend who owed a favor to the actual tour guide who was sick. Yeah. 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 Um, the curious duck where we go in is actually closed and the hot dog vendor says there's a secret knock, but he's not going to teach me unless I buy a hot dog. The hot dog is $14. Uh, we don't want one of these hot dogs. They're a decade old. They've just been floating in water forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we say, we'll we'll send some business his way. Um, yeah. This ends up, you know, this is a kind of adventure gamey puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, on your way out, you see that there is a puppet show uh, that's there. You can go in on the way out. Um, and you can stop and watch this puppet show. Apparently there are these like people gather around for these under the overpass public puppet shows. Yes. Um, and this is neat. Um, we go in and it's this, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, get this kind of shadow puppet thing against signage as the backdrop that kind of shifts Mm -hmm. around, um, where the narrator is this alligator kind of doing this little parable story about a, uh, about a shrimper who had killed all of the alligator's children. Um, And then the man had captured her and held her as a pet. The shrimper did. Yep. She got out and the man looked for her. uh, And she said to the the man, I'll return. I'll be your pet. I'll do whatever you want. As long as you kill the shrimper who killed my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So you control this little boat, uh, kind of preparing you for this puzzle that in the end of the game Mm -hmm. on the swamp, you go to the shrimper and the shrimper says that gator lied to you. The gator killed my kid. Um, I killed the shrimper at this point because I wanted to be on team Gator. But mm-hmm. when you head back, uh, you say, Hey, I killed that shrimper. Um, and she kills you anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, saying you know, like, Oh, you. I, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've got no patience for, you know, just obedient dogs. Right. Yeah. You know. Real scorpion and, you know, turtle mm-hmm. scorpion and frog kind of thing. Yeah. I was not um, going to repay you for keeping me, you know, for keeping me prisoner kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. there's some, uh, like there's some parallels between this and the overall plot, you know, especially with Catherine following the, uh, following the, the orders of super duck, obviously yes. through this quack job, app. quack job app. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you punish a person for dreaming the dream. You can't expect them <laughs> to think and forgive you. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so the, the vendor, uh, or at this point, uh, so you, the, after the show at this, uh, this puppet show, there's a roadie who gets impatient. He's hungry. So you say, Hey man, go to, there's a hot dog vendor right down there. Good hot dog. <laughs> Send him down there. Uh, we go to the vendor. He shares the secret knock, which is just knock, 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 knock. And the, you know, <laughs> this is cute. You're like, this is how everyone knocks. <laughs> you, you know, this is, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, you get into the curious duck. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a voodoo store that mostly sells cheap shit and is closed all the time that we're going to find out just exists because it is a, you know, a, a meeting spot for people on this yes. app. They get kickbacks yep. from it. Right. Yep. Um, croutons waiting on the counter inside. Right. And the fortune teller woman, Rosie only appears when you try to touch her crystal ball. Uh, she's yep. very fixated on how greasy your hands are. Um, and you know, says, you know, the person you're looking for is this guy named Dallas. He's waiting outside. 
Yep. Uh, you can ask what Quack Job is, and she says it's an AI. It has these nodes all over the place. Um, this all used to happen on Craigslist, but this has taken over for yeah. that. Um, you know, we head out. We learned that our next uh, job is to go to the Eagle Wholesaler uh, together to get an orientation. Um, mm-hmm. So we head outside. And when you get there, you get like a very good, like a resting image. Of yeah. This, um, this weird plant monster thing uh, in here who is very friendly. Mm-hmm. With you. Um, yeah. has like an eagle face, this uh, big bird monstrosity, and says, Catherine, you made it. Again, very on board. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, my mom's doing a mystery. She went into the thing, found this Eldrick fucking thing in the the you know the warehouse. This is great. Yeah. On board, on board. Starting act two, uh, refinery eyes here. Yeah. Um uh, uh where we are trying to get into the floodgate tavern. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we show up here and uh Million draws our attention to this uh to this patron, uh, you know, that she knows. Uh this guy, private detective Brett LeBlanc. We can ask the yeah. bartender right away, like, hey, is Blake here? And like, no, he hasn't shown his face here forever. Like he tried to steal the register one night. Yes. Yeah. He's been kicked out. Uh LeBlanc's a really good character mm-hmm. in this. Um, I like LeBlanc a lot. I didn't expect uh, him to be as major as he is. Yeah, me either. But, you know, good character. Um, he knew, you know, knew your mom. Uh, and he wants you to keep buying him drinks and, and snacks. <laughs> you know, and it's a, he's a funny character. Like, keeps uh, complaining about what you got. <laughs> it's um, the, just like, man, I could really use a snack here. You buy him a snack, you know, the, the fries because they're the cheapest. And he's like, well, you know, I don't really like the fries here, but I can't hold that against you. You know, yeah, you know just, uh, you know, <laughs> you, it's cute. Yeah. Uh, the butterflies uh, uh, talk about this local legend, you know, uh, especially this guy named Pawpaw. Um, and, uh, that Papa said that she, your mom and her line were defended for de- descended from Christ. <laughs> like in that movie with the volleyball, no, yeah. a different one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something to do with, you know, the Cajuns being, de- you know, descended from the, you know, the Da Vinci code. <laughs> is, yeah. Is it's Da Vinci it code yet. Yeah. Um, you know, so you know the the other bar t- the the barflies are trying to draw your attention to this, including a guy named Keith, who will factor yeah. in a little bit later. He's like a conspiracy theory kind of guy. Yeah, he's uh, gonna make his own uh, his own website, his own infotruth.com <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, uh, LeBlanc, you know, saying like, yeah, my office looks out on your mom's yard. Uh, shortly after she passed away, um, I saw Shield Security walking into the house and then coming out with a box. You know, they went in there and grabbed something that was really, you know, they thought was would be really important. Uh, and this is where they start talking about the regional CEO, Laura St. Clair, who had kind of kind of become obsessed Dude, with Catherine. I I cannot with the ins and outs of the family drama of this mm-hmm. fucking fake oil company. No. Yeah. I do not, I don't know why we spend so much time with it, but you can ask everybody about like, Oh, so what's going on with St. Clair? And it's like, well, they can't, the board of directors can't get rid of St. Clair because, uh, the father put her in charge, but they don't like her. Like there's all of this. There's a lot of information about it. Mm-hmm. And I kept expecting it to come up or to, again, to have some kind of emotional resonance, but it's such a nothing threat yeah yeah of this i i i actually forgot about it until we were recording how mm-hmm. often you can just like be like so what's going on with the board meetings at this place it's a it's uh, a red it's a red herring right like yeah. this is it's, it's yeah 
and it's it's part of the way that the you know the that the game the, the ultimate product that we that we get does a little bit of a disservice to you know the the promise that it makes or the setting or what have you and just you know just in my opinion where shield oil be, you know it gets so backseated as a factor in all this yeah right which it's more it's it's a pretty interesting thread mm-hmm. you know this and and having this stuff about the family drama made it feel like there was going to be more to that for me yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, St. Clair's father founded a bionics company making robots just like the one you have. And, 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 you know, million, she's a loose cannon. Uh, and he tells you that the regional headquarters for that is on refinery grounds, this old plantation house. Yeah. Uh, and Keith, who's listening in, you know, he's, he's starting this conspiracy website. He mentions duck, you know, yep. uh, who is apparently somebody that K, you know, our character should know, you know, he was recently stricken with cancer. Like, you know, you, you probably, if you're looking for stuff about your mom, you should probably go talk to him. Yeah. The, uh, oh, cancer. He knows mm-hmm. all about that. Uh, so you check your mind map for memories of duck and you realize he lived in a boarded up house over in the dimes. Um, would you go find, this is a section that was, uh, absolutely bought out and destroyed. It's closest mm-hmm. to the, um, to the refinery. Yeah. Um, He's in the house sitting in the dark uh, and he starts talking about super duck. There's duck and super duck, um, a head drive dump that he did. He made it the same con uh, clinic that your mom went to took on a life of its own. Yeah. Uh, you know, it says that shit in my head is spreading like a virus. Right. So this, uh, this thing, uh, you know, just keep track of the threads here. Uh, this thing where people are creating AI grandmas, you know, to talk and advertise Pepsi can sometimes become super sentient and, start its own app and become a sinister app. I can't stress this enough. The game is not about that. Nope. Uh, It's it's like, that is not the antagonist. This is not, this is just a little side thing that the the developers also happens to be interested in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it is a snapshot of his memory that got connected to the internet and started self-propagating. Yes. Uh, you know, and again, you have this heightened realism, you know, this is where like the fantasy sci-fi stuff comes in. We're going to see, you know, we actually saw that in the, in the uh, flashback it's, you know, a- affecting bi- biological things. It is propagating yes. into living beings in a really scary yeah. way. Yep. It um, becomes a, a mind net with birds. Yeah. So Kate, you know, kept talking to her about how super duck, you know, was talking to her over the radio. Right. Kind of dangling this money that it accumulated, tempting her, you know, because she didn't want to leave debt to uh, Kay and Blake. You know, she just yeah, uh, it, it had had leverage. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you asked for his help uh, in getting into S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters. Uh, he says, yeah, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. has an interest in, in her. She was investigating some kind of UFO out in the lake. Yeah. You know? uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. bought out the neighborhood. Duck ended up behind their firewall. So mm-hmm. him being a holdout, you know, and not moving helped his computer uh, in his library just has access to the shield network. Yeah. Um, so you end up getting up a little puzzle at here, uh, this map of the neighborhoods around the headquarters and the drones that patrol them. So you move the drones away from the area you need to get into. Right. Um, it- a little bit of puzzle here is that you have to make sure that the uh, other drones next to them are not at maximum capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, because then they will bleed one onto the, uh, it's automatically allocated. You have to bypass yeah. the automatic allocation. Yeah. Uh, pretty simple logic puzzle to figure out. They give you plenty of options. Like there are a few yep. different ways to solve this. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, so Duck tells this story, you know, about Kate's dad. Uh, this is, you know, the legend that was spread by Papa, right? You know, Kate's dad had stolen this, uh, this ruby ring and claimed that it was evidence that he descended from this Cajun royalty, right? And after he passed away, uh, Kate took it in to be appraised and learned that it was this, this fake gem, uh, but she yep. still wore it around her neck and in fact was buried with it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We also learn blue, uh, was interned at, interred at this, uh, mausoleum nearby uh if you go to the mausoleum blues crypt has been tra- tampered with yeah. um you kind of open it you need a pry bar to get in there yeah. but it's already been fucked with yeah uh there's a pry bar in the yard and you can go and open it up um and this is the you know the family's crypt kate uh had them buried there but her body's been taken her casket yep. is gone uh all that is left is this uh ruby ring and a note uh, the note reading, beloved Kay, uh, her remains are safe. You'll be re- reunited with your family soon, which is a bone chilling thing to read on a note on a mi- near a missing coffin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being reunited is no good. Yeah. Uh, in this scenario. Um, the thread I wanted the game to keep going for, my favorite yeah. one starts here. Um, and you might meet my favorite character in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the news of the bar was talking about this pipeline explosion. Um, there's this oil pirate named Lucky, he's the, the suspect. <laughs> Um, so we figure out where to find Lucky. Um, Duck tells us, you yeah, know, where to find this. He'd be the one to help to get into the refinery. So we go behind the dimes discount and talk to an old man there. Uh, he admits, like, yeah, I do the pipeline job, but I'm looking looking for a missing dog. This is nonsense. I mean, this is just adventure game tasks. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a dog outside the bookstore that some kids find. You go buy dog food, yes. bring it to him, and then you bring the dog to Lucky. Um, mm-hmm. This gets Lucky to join you. Lucky yeah. is great. <laughs> I, I, I adore lucky. Um, I, I, just, I, I am way into this version of this where you just blow up pipelines and sabotage yeah, uh, the like, refinery. Kind of like not even to make a point about it. Cause like you can talk to him about it. And it's like, Oh yeah. You know, they, uh, you know, there'd be no jobs here if, uh, if, she, you know, if yeah. she'll went away, you know, but like, like he is just, he's just a criminal. He just does that he's because great. that's what lucky does. Lucky, lucky loves danger. Yeah. I adore lucky. <laughs> I, it's this weird, just kind of very uh, relatable striking out, mm-hmm. you know, and not thinking about it. Like, there's a part where you're like, did you blow us up? And I think Lucky at some point is like, I, Lucky blows up lots of things. <laughs> like, Fuck yeah, Lucky. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I adore Lucky and wanted to have this party of saboteurs, eco-terrorists. Yes. Yeah. Again, though, I cannot stress this enough. The game isn't about that. No. Or it is, but it's as much about that as is anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this idea of this is the first work and it has to be about everything, meaning nothing could be you know brought to a conclusion is really on display here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, in intro- introducing some, some, somebody like, like lucky, uh, as yes. a small little part of it when this, you know, could be about, you know, there yep. could be a whole story about him. Yeah. Lucky, uh, gives you two grenades, which you can use basically to bypass a couple of combats. Mm-hmm. Um, there are too many people for the bike. So we have to go back to the uh, house and have million fix up the truck, um, which we do. And as mm-hmm. we're uh, driving the truck uh, to get there, lucky talks about, or as we're waiting for it to be fixed, rather uh, lucky talks about shield wants to get off oil yeah. um, too much. You know, they built these wind turbines out in the Gulf and they're building a brain, yeah. um, you know, and you could be like, what does that mean? And he just keeps saying a brain. Yeah, uh, all the refiners are are there. They're trying to find fuel in space. Yeah, they're going to go off and uh, mine other planets. Yeah, just talking about like just uh, the frontier of prospecting is going to leave this place behind, uh, just like yeah. so many other things have left uh, have left this behind. Yeah, which is again a, a real thing. 
and mm-hmm. leftist bait. Like there are people talking about like, you know, the, the solar system has one monetized planet mm-hmm. and eight waiting to be monetized. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. As you drive out, your monkey flies out of the back of the truck into the lake. Don't know what purpose this holds you. I know you can find it again, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it's doing thematically or for anything. Uh, but it happens. You go to the refinery uh, and there are these sentinel guards out in front that you just have to fight. Take them mm-hmm. out. Um, you take them out and then you have free reign over the place. Right. Uh, and then we go to uh, an extended uh, Catherine flashback here, kind of in the yep. middle of the chapter. Uh, picking up right where we left off, you know, this huge bird that Catherine had found uh, in the warehouse uh, is the one of the current nodes, you know, kind of a current body of Superduck uh, saying, yes. hey, I've got this job that's going to solve all of your problems before you die. Yep. Uh, I know you saw the stone. I like the stone, but the stone uh, has evaded me. Um, I really like the way that it it talks. It's very friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's that's great. Yeah. Um, it talks about how it is a distributed uh, AI, an internet of flesh. Love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> distributed across the birds. Incredible idea. Cannot stress this mm-hmm. enough. The game isn't about it. Not about it. Um, you know, it, like it, this it would is, be a really cool thing to fully explore. It is um, just there to give us this poetic beat about how all of this cannot stand in the face of divine light. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a character named Kenner John introduces. Uh, Kenner John has the stone. Influencer, Mm -hmm. dopamine fiend, convince himself he has faith in God, convince others. Uh, So we had to find John. John's followers are currently gathered at a dead mall in Kenner. Um, We had the stone is there. Uh, And the the bird says, I'd like, I want to eat it, which I Mm -hmm. love. (laughs) Well, Um, yeah, because it's a bird. It wants to eat the shiny thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, So we have to get in there. Get into that uh, mall. Yeah. And it is guarded. The, you know, the front entrance, the obvious one is is guarded by two kids named Garrett, uh, who are not going to let us into the mall. Two kids with dorky haircuts, kind of maladjusted, um, who both call themselves Garrett's. They're dressed up like uh, like Best Buy employees. You know, they're in khakis and um, boys. Yeah, like proud, yeah. proud boys, Jordan Peterson kind of, you know, kind of things. And now we're n- n- now we're in something that is addressing this particular uh, leftist leftist anxiety, which is yeah. what happens when you have a bunch of maladjusted youth who fall under the sway of a very charismatic fascist. Yeah. Um, again, real guess, stuff and a cool thing for a game to be about. But it's not you about know. that. <laughs> But it's not about that. Like I want it to be about that. Yeah. If you again, and and I I'm sympathetic to the idea of somebody who's just comfortable with this melange of things. I just really want them to connect and yeah. complete. The the like these um, Garrets don't feel like they're from this from from this region. Like they don't feel like they no. spring from Norco or Louisiana itself. Like they they feel like they are imported. They're bust in from a different setting. <laughs> there's there's the, Norco has a population of like two thousand. Yeah. It's real weird that it can support you know, a whole, a whole gang of proud boys. Yeah. Basically. Um, so they, they're, and they, they're just little assholes. They're little twerps. Yeah. Um, yeah. you had to become a Garrett by downloading John's app, uh, Kenner John's Apophricon, <laughs> uh, Apocryphon, 
uh, yeah. and seek out his virtual sculptures. Um, so it is time for a, a fairly irritating egg hunt kind of thing. Yeah. Um, going, going to places and looking through the AR screen on your cell phone uh, to yeah. figure out. Uh, you yeah, know. to find a, a shadow on ice that's floating yeah. in the middle of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking for the first one. We find Keith, one of the barflies, hanging out in the nearby parking lot, investigating the mall. Uh, <laughs> and, he, and he's, you know, again, left his bait. Cool, yep. cool nip. Yep. I go, this is a textbook adrena- adrenochrome harvesting facility. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> there we go. So Ke- cool. Keith's not necessarily one of the good ones. He's, you know, he's an old friend of yours, of your mother. Now your mother's meeting him. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the first time. And you used to be buddies. And this is a way that like, you know, your friends from high school grow up to be horrible Huanon shits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first sculpture is in the driveway of this house where a kid named Bruce used to live. Bruce is now Garrett. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet him yep. later on. Uh, this is where he lived before he joined a cult and we can kind of sneak into his garage here. His dad talks about how he misses him. Uh, we can actually yep. record a message here to bring to him later. Um, yeah. Uh, but, um, oh man, I didn't write down what the first, what the first, uh, scripture was. Um, but, uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. no, I did. Sorry. Um, so the scripture is the second person narrative, uh, kind of talking about this, you know, disaffected young man who leaves home, but doesn't really fit in. He tries to go to, go to, go to bars, you know, but people call him a dweeb ends up in a fight. People call him like a Nazi and a racist. Like he's, he's a, he's a Nazi, Nazi racist. Yes. And people have been calling them mall Nazis. Like this little bit about getting into a fight is he, it's cause he's mouthing off about Mm -hmm. he's being racist, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this puts him in a coma for 10 days, uh, you know, and then he decided to get revenge on the venue by calling the cops yeah. at every show on this bar until it got shut down. Yeah. And this is just a cool, favorite cool pastime of these guys. Yeah. Cool scripture, yeah. guys. This is your Jesus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other one, uh, there's a little word that's bolded. that says Saint Somewhere. Uh, this is a bar downtown. And when we go there, uh, outside there is a, uh, says a drug dealer, drug dealer named Ditchman. Uh, stole the device that protects the sculpture. Um, he hangs out by the mall. I'm pretty into the idea of Ditchman. Um, I, I don't also, like who Ditchman ultimately ends up being. No, 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 no. But just the phrase. Yeah, it's got Chowder Man appeal. Yeah, <laughs> like something in like the the scummy Mega Man. Yeah, you know, like enemies. It's also here. Uh, did you talk to the roadie here? Uh, oh uh, man, there's a good, like, yeah, the, the, the roadie, he's like, why did you send me to eat that stuff? If you go to, that's very funny. If you go down yeah. the whole thread, you can be like, what happened? He's like, you know, and he, he basically shits himself uh-huh. like, fucking crazy. Like, and you're like, oh, you found a toilet, right? He's like, no. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a great story. He, like he, some kids were in, in a limo and the kids get out and he gets in the limo and takes a shit. And then the limo driver locks him in. and it's it's this is deft writing and very funny and good yeah you you know what i was a real wuss on this one i think he's you know just started talking about like i just like you so what happened like oh i got really sick and then there was an option to press for for more details and i didn't which is a fool which is a fool move i should have it's it's very funny yeah it's a weird thing where this game is funny when it's not leaning on magical realism so Mm -hmm. hard like contrast this with the comedy beat of the cat exploding Yes. You know, that just felt like dumb little random to mm-hmm. me. Uh, whereas this is like pretty well-observed humor. Like it's very relatable. Eat, eat a bad hot dog. Mm-hmm. Got to find a place to shit and end up like in serious trouble. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a real cute story. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so um, should, should, in, in a world post uh, West of Loathing Spittoons, I should I should pull every gross thread in a game that gives me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Especially this game, like there's no fail states in this or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't have the courage. You know, in Disco Elysium, you would take damage from this. <laughs> um, <laughs> you would have real results. Yeah. <laughs> you had a heart attack when you heard about a bad shit. Yeah. 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 Relatable. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, ditch man, he loves his ditches. We got, we got to yep. go, go, go to this canal. Uh, that's, yep. uh, th- th- that's, that's near there. Uh, and this sculpture talks to us about the kid finding other Garrett's, uh, one of whom, you know, was a big fan of this Kenner John guy, this preacher, uh, and would project his sermons onto the wall, you know, from his little phone, you know, and, uh, you know, he called for them to find his ziggurat uh, in quotes that he had made in the promenade to learn more secrets of the faith. So this Kenner John had figured out like, you know, oh, I've got this fan base that will do anything I say. Let's, let's bring this from cyberspace into meat space, baby. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, as you read this, a really great little interface thing. Oh, this You're is so creepy. It. This is it. real great. Uh, Pawpaw, Ditch Man, just mm-hmm. slides into view. <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> like he's on a little dolly. Like, <laughs> And everything he says is great and intriguing until we reveal who he is. Yes. And the fact that he is the main antagonist of the game and all that is just so unsatisfying to me. Yeah. But early on, you know, where he's just like swearing constantly. You know, he's like, well, what do you think about Johnny? Don't you just hate him? Real fuck, isn't he? <laughs> like, yeah, ditch man. Yeah, Hell yeah, right on. Yeah, you know, I, I I had big Lucky vibes from Ditch Man, and I was just uh-huh. like, Ditch Man and Lucky together at last. Like, <laughs> just give me these two characters blowing up refineries and being shits and dealing drugs. Like, yeah, let me roll around in the scudge, get this religion, mm-hmm. you know, this floating sphere and the bird net. And all the stuff off my game, please. Like, this is what I want. I want these low lives. Yeah, yeah. I was into uh, the low life factor. Yeah. Uh, he says that he's been to CK. Uh, yep. You know, she's well. They're real creepy shit. Uh, and oh, yeah. says that and says that it's his duty to protect the children. Uh, and uh, you know, he can help us protect the children. You know, I can get you this boat to the mall. But Kate, being a character who. Uh, you know, as a character refuses yeah. help like okay this is an obvious way in but like no i just if it if it involves doing anything doing for you thing. yeah i'll figure I'm something out yeah. yeah uh the scripture talked about something projected onto the sky above city hall uh in the basement beneath it so you go to city hall um you go and you talk your way past the security guard there um and we get this like text adventure sequence uh which i find very tedious as well mm-hmm. you have to go through each level uh in turn um, you go down to the basement and the guy gives you a sequence of numbers. They'll get you to the roof. Um, mm-hmm. There are different floor numbers you go to, uh, but the stairwells are all dark. And um, we yeah. didn't even mention this. You have a companion during this. Uh, yeah. Dallas. Buddy, the other yeah. Dallas, the other task rabbit guy. Um, yeah. Kind of, kind of a nothing character. Uh, Dallas, mm-hmm. there's a little bit to him. You can go and visit his family Yeah. when he mentions them and you get kind of a sweet scene mm-hmm. uh, there, but there's not a whole lot to Dallas. Well, sketched. yeah. Uh, yeah well sketched he uh you know like he primarily is just as baffled as you are about all this stuff yes. that's going on but he doesn't question it because this is kind of the only way that he has to make a living right just yep, you know if, if i if i ask questions then this is cut off you know yep yeah. um so you go in the dark where uh into these different floors and you have to shake the hands of the right people who are hanging around in the dark yeah <laughs> um you shake the hands on floors two five and six they're just hanging out Permanent mm-hmm. installation, I guess, uh, yeah. here um, to reach the planner on floor seven. And when you shake his hand, 
they pull Kate to the ground. Yeah. Uh, there. Uh, yeah. The last person. Dallas yeah. has to help you, and the planner gives you a key to go to the roof. So right. you can get there. Yeah. Uh, and the third sculpture is in the sky above the Superdome, where the Saints of Football play. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, and this one is a little bit more arcane, talking about how New Orleans is the lowest world and the Garrets are stuck in it. Um, but the first of the faithful are living in cavities of the Martian moon. Uh, and they talk about, uh, you know, there is a way to commune with them uh, from here through the Adamic language of the angels and spellcasters who know God's mind. And the way to do that is to find this chrism uh, that is in this fluid that John must imbibe. It is an egg that floats in the sky. Yeah. The Garrets are building a spacefaring ark, a vessel to leave the earth. And they'll labor for 898 days to complete the arc. Right. Um, but when we go back, this is a big shaggy dog thing. When we go back to, you know, prove our, our faith, uh, the kids are gone. So yeah. we basically have to uh, go in Papa's boat. Yeah. Run so. down that ditch. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we, we go back as K. Uh, we're on the refinery grounds. And it, it looks like we have a choice here. We can either have, head straight for the plantation or deal with the guards and fight the guards or use this mover on the crane to get in to cause a distraction. Uh, the mover is this big half robot, uh, thing that million awakes with a shriek. Um, it speaks apologetically to us how we have to descend into the water to find the flame. Uh, yeah. Not, stuff. not, a, not apologetically apocalyptically. And it apocalyptically, is just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just speaking in this poetry, like literally foreshadowing things that we are going to see when we venture out onto Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, which would be if if, again if not everybody spoke this way (laughs) right you know know, talking about finding not just flames but whole hurricanes you know down there patterns of light that form a shape of the old bayous you know like literally just laying out things that are going to happen how this how this has you know this information is not explored not necessary to be explored but it is just kind of a moment of uh foreboding and ominousness yeah uh, there are mall eyes and ditch eyes and bayou eyes, and your eyes are refinery eyes. Right. Um, we find a panel on the catwalk here, enter a command prefix uh, for the mover's numerical code. Uh, Lucky just guesses uh, for this because he didn't know there's a second code. He had to choose the path. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the crane puts the mover straight into the Good Hope flare, causing a distraction. <laughs> cooking the robot and i love lucky's line yep. here guess that's what happens when you talk when you talk your poetry to old lucky <laughs> fucking love lucky uh, however there's something called a drone priest i cannot stress this enough the game is not about this yeah. a rogue drone comes called the drone priest with his two acolytes mm-hmm. which we had to fight for this boss fight in the middle of this where you just throw a grenade and then punch them yeah. do simon to punch them it is abstract nonsense it is quite um, strange yeah then you can head to the plantation yeah. Um, you get there. Uh, the doorman of the plantation has this huge bulbous head and gray face because he's wearing uh, these masks. This is mm-hmm. the masquerade of the refinery flame um, and says you guys are just in costume as vagabonds of the highway. Yeah. Um, and this is like an eyes wide shut party mm-hmm. that you referred to earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like right inside, there's a man in a bird mask who talks about the currents of deceit in the air. Uh, yeah. This is Laura St. Clair's dad, uh, the one who is kind of. Uh, working athwart his daughter, you know, he started the surveillance bot uh, kind of thing. He's here. Like this is the one time of year where he can you know, actually be on the grounds and be near his daughter. Yeah. Uh, his daughter wants to find uh, this unnatural technology that they, that they found in the swamp, use it to power their fleets to get shield off of earth to mine the planets. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and her, her father, father Thomas, the, yeah. AKA him wants it for his own reasons. Wants the orb. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's a guy named Bruce here who is now a Garrett who's dressed like a king on the balcony, like an acne king mm-hmm. uh, and talks about how power is the very essence of life. Uh, one thing I like about the writing of this is everyone who's around him is fucking over it. Um, <laughs> yeah. The guy Fox mask revealing Joker, Joker makeup, <laughs> or Joker makeup and everyone's yeah. sick of his shit. Like nobody likes the Garrett's. Which I like. Yeah. Well, he's talking to these people. And it's like, you're like, why in the fuck are you talking about power? Like what it's, if it's very similar to Dennis going back to the high school reunion? <laughs> I am a golden god. I need to like, bind yeah, my and minions. be bound. Yeah, I like to bind. I like to be bound. <laughs> like him just losing his mind and not having people subservient to him. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know. So he's 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 pretty much gone. Uh, yep. We find out that he is Laura's assistant. Uh, and yep. we can, you know, if we can use to get a hold of his head for a retina scan. We could get into the inner quarters. Get into her office. Uh, yep. you know, turns out he passes out drunk near the elevator. So this is easy enough. What a quinky dink. Um, we go up into the elevator and we go into Laura's room, uh, and she's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's avoiding the party. Uh, she's also a defeated poet, yes. um, talks about everything getting very vague. She's jealous of the light, uh, and the fact that it went to Kate, your mother and not her. Right. You know, she eventually says, you know, you're here for the box. Take the box. Right. Uh, here. Yeah, there's no fight or anything. And as you go to leave, you know, her parting words are, you know, don't trust her. Uh, and when you're in the hallway, we hear a gunshot. She has shot herself. Yeah. Uh, we spent a lot of time learning about the inner machinations of this corporation. Yeah. And she shot herself. And again, it's supposed to be shocking or sad. I, I could not give less of a fuck because yeah. she's not a character. Mm-hmm. Um, when she says don't trust her, she's talking about million. Yes. Um, the box has all this ephemera in it, including this dimes discount loyalty card. Uh, at this point, uh, Lucky and Potts, Potts is the dog, leave when we get outside. He mm-hmm. says, keep a low profile. And the lucky <laughs> portion of the game is now over. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, Give me the lucky get, the spinoff, discount, damn it. Yeah. The uh, discount card, uh, I didn't try it at the gas station here because I had already opened up the slot for it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the house, there is this little Virgin Mary statue. Yeah. Um, and if you fuck with it, its faceplate comes off and it has a card slot. So it's I had a done cool image. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it looks great. Like a, some kind of bionic uh, techno Android Virgin Mary, mm-hmm. uh, which I can get down with. Um, use this card reader in that. Yeah. And it opens up a secret room in the attic. Mm-hmm. It's like a little hatch that goes down to a, you know, to, to, to a hidden, hidden room, uh, kind of implied to be like a dead space between, uh, you know, a couple of other rooms, closet kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and like, this is a little like techno den. Uh, you turn on the computer here and the head drive uh, that is attached to it starts speaking to you, but it has been garbled by adware uh, yeah. and it screams, you know, get the robot, get million away from her. And then million's head cracks open, revealing this glowing core inside and uh, million bears down on us. Yep. Uh, done, done, done uh, is going to turn up into being nothing. Uh, we get helped and million's dead. Mm-hmm. The end. Um, Instead, though, we do a Catherine flashback here at the mall. Uh, Pawpaw's rung us down the canal uh, to John's skull, uh, you know, foreshadowing what's going to happen to John. Yeah. Uh, Pawpaw says that, you know, if you expose the halt as, uh, the cult as hypocrites uh, to themselves, they'll break up. No. Yeah. You know, so you install a tape recorder app on your phone. Right. 
um, we can land here. I knowing that I have this, uh, <laughs> that I have this recorder and I talked to somebody who said, man, I really wish I could say something to this cultist. I go back to Bruce's dad and record his message saying like, you know, you know just sorry for everything I said, you know, I just want you back. Love you. Kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's, this doesn't pay off until much later. Uh, but yeah. you go, yeah, but you go in and, uh, return to this loading bay and Papa greets this Garrett named Gooch. Yeah, Gooch uh, he, the he is he is very supportive of Gooch, um, and speaks you know the <laughs> speaks the passphrase into the recorder so he can get into the the, the voice lock. Gooch isn't getting his due. Yeah, uh, everybody loves Ditchman mm-hmm. because Ditchman comes and gives them drugs. Right. Yeah. Um, so Papa warns you of a Garrett that John recently pointed at to guard the cathedral, where the messenger is imprisoned. Um, and when we go there, we can talk to this huge Garrett who talks about how, how devout everyone is. They're doing the rules. And this is again, proud boy bullshit. You know, Mm -hmm. don't jerk off, avoid drugs, porn, the algorithm, video games, soft drinks. So this, you know, this is probably the best puzzle in the game is -hmm. you going around talking to these kids who, you know, they are shithead mall Nazis and stuff, but they are kids. Yeah. So you talk about them doing those things. You're trying to catch them up in incriminating stuff. Right. You know, uh, and for a long time, Garrett will just, the big Garrett will justify them. Right. You know, uh, there's a couple different ways to solve this. There are more keys than there are locks mm-hmm. for it, Good which design. I think is cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I never went back and got the father message, mm-hmm. uh, for Bruce's dad. Um, I saw that you could do that, but I didn't do it. Yeah, and I was yeah. still able to get through here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think you only need three, um, uh, hypocrisies, which, which is a very hopeful thing. Uh, Papa yeah. saying like, Oh, all you have to do is show that they don't really believe what they say they believe. And then suddenly they will be undone. Oh, like, we figured uh, it out. <laughs> yeah. that, that's how we, that's never, how we deal with the rise of neo-Nazis. Ah, well, nevertheless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, but, uh, one of these involves, uh, kind of going to the club and buying some angel dust, uh, to bring to one of the Garrett's, uh, who's Jones and for a dust, a dusting. Yeah. He needs a dusting. Yeah. 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 Call it, call her dusty. Cause she loves angel dust. Um, yep. you know, and then ultimately bring all of these, uh, recordings to giant Garrett who gets fed up saying like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm actually poor. Like I, I'm, I am from circumstances. All of these are, you know, just rich dipshits. I'm going to go, yep. go home and actually get back to real life here or whatever. I want to yeah. know what leads a Garrett to become a Garrett. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, the same things that lead them to become a Garrett in our world. True. But like the game could, the game, the could game play that. could explore it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it's, it's again, cannot stress this enough. The game isn't about it. Yeah. Like it, it's just not, it, it's just weird. It's, it's a grab bag of the ends of a bunch of tales, mm-hmm. you know, and it's using a lot of real life shorthand to kind of shore that up. Yep. But I, I just, I just want a, a complete narrative, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the, uh, so, you know, eventually you get the dust and stuff. You can get into the door. The door to the cathedral is locked by a keypad. The code is all the numbers highlighted in the sermons, uh, which meant going back over the sermons, which is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, you get inside and you see this, uh, a stage set of the city lined with these curtains with eyes on the folds. Really great image. Uh, yeah. this is a, uh, a mural that's mm-hmm. on the roof. Uh, but one of yeah. the premier images of the game, I think. Yeah. And the white ball descends kind of down to this altar. And, you know, the, the, there's this heavenly view above as the orb descends and that it comes down and there are a bunch of folding folding chairs. And there's a table with like a coffee maker and some cookies on the side. Mm-hmm. I, I love that transition. That is so good. That's all good. <laughs> 
so Ditchman says uh, the lights inside of it are God's voice, and it seeks out Catherine because the Christ blood is in her. Yeah. Uh, and we'll seek out the children next. So we're also doing that. The orb shrinks down and hides in her clothes. Right. Um, and you go, you go out to the atrium uh, where you see that John is addressing the Garrets from a pulpit. Um, he talks about drinking the chrism uh, from the egg and learning the forbidden language so they can board the ark uh, there. And everybody starts, it falls apart here mm-hmm. because they're not truth faithful. Uh, Gooch chimes in and says, why do you get to dress like that? And we have to look like we work at Best Buy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and they start fighting. And this is kind of like a funny uh, scene. I mm-hmm. wish this was really what mall Nazis were like. Yeah. Uh, that they just fall apart like a domino because uh-huh. of nonsense. But in fact, they're actually super dangerous and it's not this weird comedy thing. No. Like I understand no. the game presents them as dangerous because one of them fucking snipes another one in the head. Yeah. But yeah. they actually uh, pose danger to real people. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just each other. And yeah. It's like, this is a weirdly light and kind of funny take on this kind of group. Uh, you, me, you, you, do you when, mean fa- fascist street gangs? Yeah. Yeah. Fascist street gangs. It's also weirdly, uh, there's some sympathy to it too. Uh, the polygon review of this, which I was one of the more effusive ones I've read. Um, also, or is it no, no, the PC gamer one rather mm-hmm. also has an article about the Garrett's, uh, mm. and how they're kind of victims in this and like the true protagonists. Uh, and I, it was a galaxy brained fucking thing that I really struggled with. Um, yeah, yeah. not call it, you know, not going to call the person out specifically, uh, don't want to be a class trader by saying some games writing is bad, yeah. but, uh, some games writing is indeed bad. Yeah. Uh, not, I haven't read that, so I can't get into specifics, but that summary does not ring true to me. It, they are, they like, are a sideshow. It is, it is literally a circus that is going on around, whatever this game is pretending to be. It's just one of another million other things. Cannot stress enough that I would love a game that actually seriously dealt with fascist street gangs like this. Mm -hmm. And like, there is something comical, right? Like the proud boys name serials and pretend not to masturbate. Like there is something comical about them. Mm -hmm. Right. But that is all tactical and they're, they're danger clowns. They're, They're trying to, to, disarm you with that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure the developer knows that. Like, I don't, I don't uh, yeah. think that I am smarter or have better politics than the developer of this. I just think they went in a different path with it. And the, it, it's to me, it's a symptom of the tone yeah. being kind of all over the place. It's, it's just another, another of the many stepping stones. Well, it wants to hit before they get to credits. Right. Yeah. 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 We, we got to talk about all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they start getting to a fight and while this is happening, Ditchman uh, adds to the fight, mm-hmm. you know, calling John a false pro- prophet and eventually says, you know, run, go to my closet. I'm going to give you the code. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's and from my just ramblings here. Yeah. You know, he's shouting out all this street preacher stuff at, that you can hear, um, as you're kind of going back to the, going back to the uh, closet to enter the code talking about 2000 years, one sacrament, three descended, you know, the messenger came for one, you know, all this Da Vinci yeah. Code stuff that he's real into. You enter these numbers in um, and you get into the closet, uh, which is this janitor's closet uh, where the monk sleeps that he, or not the monk, where the where ditch man sleeps. He's done it up like a, like a monk's cell, you know, yes. uh, uh, you know, he's got all these you know, pa- paintings on the wall, sleeps on some hay in the corner. There's a wine cask with someone inside that is locked yeah. up with an acoustic lock. <laughs> So, so yeah, somebody's locked in there uh, yeah. for who knows how long. 
um, there's a hidden message on the scroll. We have to look through the app. And it tells you to pray at the painting of Mary with Christ. Hold up the phone and we get to see Ditchman. Uh, Ditchman says the bird freak thinks it will commune with the infinite. Annihilation will be its only home. It speaks its word. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Apathia? 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 Yeah. Yes. Uh, which you can record and use on the lock, which he's just been keeping a Garrett under there mm-hmm. uh, in the the cask. Yeah. So this Garrett had the keys for the rear exit, you know, and he, he runs to get out. Uh, he's just being tortured in a cask. He got mini Amontillado'd, and I, I don't know who this is or exactly why. Mm, yeah, it's just Deus Ex Machina, so you can get out yeah. without passing through the main entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go back to Super Duck now that you have the stone, uh, and Super Duck eats it. You know this uh, this this orb kind of goes into the goes into its gullet there, uh, and then says, "Hey, take your money, go home, and die in peace." Yep, uh, and this starts Act Three: Faraway Lights. We wake up, we're Kay again. We wake up in LeBlanc's office. Uh, he saved you from having your face eaten by a million uh, by emptying all these clips into her. Uh, his toilet office, which he offers to let you use at this point, which is great because it's like right next to him, <laughs> overlooks your house. And that is why he is uh, knows your family so well. Yeah. He's just been shitting and spying. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's got the IBS, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, relatable again, relatable content. Uh, it's left his bait. Um, (laughs) (laughs) they get it they know our tummies hurt wait this is about antifa super soldiers and ibs this i gotta say (laughs) um he says he knew that million was trouble Uh, she's a saint Clair unit uh which uh, she had denied million denied (laughs) made uh so trust the robot trust the spy when it says it's not a spy made for corporate uh, corporate espionage right so. And remember, we have this brother who may or may not be dead. We've run out of places to look We've, for him. Absolutely. Like that thread is so far in the past. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, we cannot find him there. We've run out of places to look, mm-hmm. uh, you know? So he says, check that answering machine that was screaming on the desk, you know? Uh, and he gives you your phone, uh, which was Catherine's. So we now have Catherine's phone. Yeah. Uh, he assumed that we dropped it, but it was down there in the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> his office is very funny. You know, he's got the mm-hmm. toilet right next to his desk, which is right next to his bed. I really liked uh, uh, the fact that he had this clown paint on his uh, on his mm-hmm. desk and warns you not to touch it unless you want to see him clown up, which uh, is is a, a absolutely the, absolutely the terminology. Like, yeah, you, you know, like I, yeah. I was in a theater production uh, that called for some clown makeup, and the stage manager was like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll bring in my clowning stuff." <laughs> like, and we'll so, clown up. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna clown up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, clown down. The, uh, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta be down to clown. You gotta be down to clown. Uh, yeah, very, very funny. Uh, so you go back to the secret room uh, there. Million's body is still there. And we turn off this signal jammer so Catherine's head drive can connect to the internet uh, and update uh, all of its adware and firmware and stuff. 
get rid of mm-hmm. that so we can talk to it. And uh, we have a little app on our phone that will tune us into headwares. And she's real garbled. It's really hard to make sense of what she's saying. Yeah. You know, uh, this is not an AI exact or like a, a singularity thing exactly. Right. It's just recording memories and stuff. So it's not, this is scary. You know, mm-hmm. if this was actually what your head was there, but it's not a consciousness. I don't think that's what they're going for here. Yeah, but it is very much distressed. It has no idea what's yes. going on or why it's so dark. <laughs> yeah, which which is what would happen. Right. You know, we're, we're we're getting head in a jar shit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's no good. Yeah. Um, LeBlanc says we should go ask Duck what's up. And LeBlanc is in our party at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Uh, when we go there, Garrett's are waiting outside, but they're dressed up like Templars. Yeah. <laughs> they had joked, like, why can't we dress up like Templars or shit? Yep. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they, they one they of them is Deus Vault, motherfucker. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but unlike real Proud Boys, we punch them once and they run away. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the actual very dangerous fascist street gangs that exist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, duck is not inside. Uh, there's just a note here, you know, saying, I never thought things would get this fucked up. Uh, it all took a turn after they had us, uh, tie, uh, tie up the dead lady's kid. Uh, yeah. uh, then he tossed John's head in the water. So this isn't a note from duck. This is, this is a note that one of the Garrett's had left, right? Saying yes. like, yeah, no, just everything has gone sideways. You know, John's yep. head, John has been beheaded. Yep. Uh, and there are coordinates on this, which is where they toss out the head. So that's our next lead. Um, we do find duck in the library and he says the Garrett's were there demanding, uh, he interpret with a super duck head drive says, uh, they found this head drive. They, they mentioned something about having Catherine, but they needed that stone. So we yeah. connect the head drive using the app and we get a ping, uh, from a network node that's in distress in the middle of Lake Ponson train, Ponson mm-hmm. train. Uh, so we have to head on out to that Ponson train. So this is the weird story for me about Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, I know how to pronounce that because my high school chemistry teacher, specifically chemistry too, he was a guy who was from Louisiana, didn't speak in a thick yep. accent, but very, but, but very much came from there. And there was like this whole class unit there, you know, it was like a whole class session that he was teaching about like um, order of magnitude kind of stuff okay talking about like figuring out you know like using uh the you know using pollution and like bond trade um as like a way to describe like parts per million and all this kind of stuff you know it's kind of like a like an illustrated example of all this stuff and in order to i I forget it was like for extra credit or in order to like pass the I don't know, whatever. Just like he was, okay, now pronounce this word, like Lake Pontchartrain. And I was like, I cannot, I, I can't remind you enough. I am a 16 year old, sir, but I will pronounce <laughs> this word. And that's why Pontchartrain has been uh, kind of pounded into my head. Yeah. I know how to pronounce it because Gabriel Knight taught me. Oh, of course. And that's like, why I'm doing it right as well. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, so we Gabriel Knight also the, taught me how to pronounce treasure. Yeah, no, Gabriel Knight taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's me. Everything I know about this area is from this game, Jeremy and Gabriel Knight. <laughs> um, and that's that's a complete education, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we drive out to the lake uh, here, but the truck gets mired in the mud on this road. And we find this old uh, Peachy Duhans fishing camp yeah. uh, on the lake. Um, LeBlanc goes over like these kind of local features on the map we can check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and learn about this history of the lake. Yeah. You know, that's real. 
really interesting stuff, you know, like the, the logging wheel where the old logging practice, uh, like literally shaped the, you know, shaped things into a wagon wheel because it was the most efficient way to drag in these, these trees that were felled. Talk about the ghost bayous, how, you know, digging all these canals led a bunch of salt water, uh, into this lake and killed the, uh, you know, the local flora. So, you know, if you are driving a boat over this particular area, there is going to be land that would be visible if these plants were still there, but it's not. So you're just going to run up on stuff if you're not like super careful or not knowledgeable. Actual real ass shit about Lake Pontchartrain. Yeah, that that does not apparently uh, is not apparently a term that oh. is used. Like if you look up uh, Ghost Bayou, mm-hmm. um, you get that it's the second to last level in Pac-Man world. <laughs> and there's a movie on IMDb called Bayou Ghost. Okay. Uh, that is not it. I think that's a real life uh, thing that happens, but that is not the term. Right, right. Uh, which I would expect. But the number one uh, Ghost Bayou, the number one Google result is the second to last level in Pac-Man World 2. <laughs> um, <laughs> not even Norco? So, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can add Norco to the uh, the Google search to get this about it. But yeah, apparently not a real term. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but interesting stuff. Yeah, it's real. You're, you're loving this, aren't you, Cole? Kind of thing. Yeah. If you look at the map with the app, uh, you find these lights. Um, these mark portals. Uh, when you dive through them, it's like snorting that stuff that Ditchman scrapes off the urinal. It's a fucking nightmare. Um, <laughs> you, I don't know what that you're not snorting or really even going through a portal. You're going through these little sections and setting these different lights uh, yeah. in this trippy nonsense. Like, so you get to see how these, you're memorizing how these lights blink. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. Um, there are two ways, uh, to do this, mm-hmm. uh, to, to get the boat key, you know, uh, that you're going to do, there's two, uh, two doors that you can go okay. through. I use the lower um, one. Yeah. I, I use the command center, the, the mm-hmm. with Dallas and stuff. Um, it's weird that there are two of them. Yeah. They'll both give you the key. This is the one that seems like it's part of the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To me from reading, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's the one I did as well. What's in the upper one. I don't remember. I looked at uh, it in a walkthrough, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But like you knock on the door of these, you know, fishing shacks after a bunch of misadventure, you know, peachy died <laughs> and now they're yeah. being rented out as Airbnbs. You knock on the door and they yell through there saying like, no, we need the boat. You know, the boat came with a yep. unit. Uh, but when you mentioned you keep Doug, knocking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you mentioned Duck's name and then the door swings wide open. It's this mobile yep. command center staffed by these older researchers. One of them is Dallas and the other one is somebody who it was the person who was working with your mom out in Fat City. Yep. Uh, and they give you the key, but you have to find the node and use this device on it to get a reading from it. If you hang out and listen, what they're researching is the super duck thing. They think it's dying. Uh, it's bird net is falling from the sky. Birds are falling dead from the sky. Uh, that was part of this internet. They've been studying this network for a decade. And I think that Catherine died because of contact with the nodes in the lake. Uh, her yes. cancer was actually in remission. Uh, these nodes accelerated it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we head out onto the boat and LeBlanc warns us saying like, Hey, you know, you can go diving in here, but there are ghosts in that water. You know, like people are, people say it's nonsense, but you know, they're, they're down there. They're going to beckon you. Uh, it is nonsense. You do have little trippy vignettes, though, mm-hmm. when you go through there. Uh, you go to the points of the map um, and set the lights. They give you little text adventure uh, bits mm-hmm. that are kind of like little stories about what you do that have a light yeah. in them. And then you can press a button or flip a switch or turn a wheel, do these things that are clearly metaphorical to set the lights up. 
yeah. uh, to be correctly, which lights up the ghost bayous. You could brute force this. This is just a maze mm-hmm. uh, through if you if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up whether this still existed, you know, or if whether it was something you had to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did it anyway. This is also where you can duck down and get your monkey back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, all of these visions are of Blake in danger, you know, trying yes. to heighten the fact that this is still a concern for your character. You may have forgotten yeah. this. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I go to the coordinates from Duck's place and you dive down. Uh, you do find John's head. <laughs> this yep. is, you got to get this. And LeBlanc notices that the eyes are these glass orbs. You know, they, they've been you know, pushed in there. Uh, and you go over to this pond, these other coordinates, and you find the last of the super duck nodes. It's this, again, very cool image of this gigantic eagle that's kind of melting into the water and its eyes are torn out. Yep. So you take out John's eyes and put them in and it shoots a laser up to the sky. Uh, and then the stone pops off its mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, it's clear, clear what happens after this thing ate the messenger. It was too much. And it. Yep completely burnt it out from within yeah uh, so you take the reading for your science friends um and then the meter crackles with like a geiger counter so this is that radiation that accelerated your mom's cancer from right. this um you head over to john's pond and you pass through these duck blinds where there's some garrets hanging out they're dressed up like monks um you know you're not supposed to be able to pass ditch man's orders so ditch man has had a glow up yeah. um but they once they see that you have the orb they let you through this is the messenger yeah. Um, and you bring up the head, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, the John guy had it coming. You know, he <laughs> took us for granted. Wouldn't let us wear the cool Templar stuff. Ditch man <laughs> pulled an alpha move and popped his head off. <laughs> I love pulled an Just, alpha move and popped his head off. <laughs> it's like, it's very, again, very funny, but the, 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 you know, yeah, it, it's again, I take these guys seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so you flash the messenger so you can get in. They want to be flashed. You can use it as an item. Mm-hmm. Uh, there they start speaking this apocalyptic poetry um yeah they're gonna launch uh your mother her corpse into the sky where prayers collide yeah uh yeah cool way to describe the sky <laughs> yeah great 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 sky description uh so you continue forward uh up into john's pond you pull into the pond this little interview or interlude of keith's corner uh, his uh, boxing themed conspiracy show mm-hmm. where no one's watching it. Two people are watching it again. Also <laughs> not super well observed in terms of conspiracy. Shit? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, this, this should be taking off. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's this news broadcast from uh, the friend boxing themed. He's recapping what happened up until this point. Uh, the Garrett's have split up into two, two factions mm-hmm. here. Uh, and everyone else has gone to John's pond, this area, uh, a lot of people there just to see this rocket go. Yeah. Uh, they figure those mall Nazis are going to blow themselves up. We got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to be right in the debris field of this I, thing. I, as it blows sure up. I get ABQ'd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like a music festival, you know, and it's yeah. real fun because all these fucking little mall Nazis are talking about, you know, the degenerates who are around them. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, there, there's a guy, uh, by the launch pad who talks about how he's been studying the cypress trees in the swamp, how they're getting iridescent and conductive forming a network, like a brain, you yeah. know, but this huge energy surges caused them to die off. That's the, uh, the super duck. Right. Thing. 
uh, the fishing camp uh, over to the uh, to the east there has all these paramilitary garrets who are waiting mm-hmm. to snipe Ditchman when he shows himself. You know, yep. so this is uh, you know the gun nut ones as opposed to the, the, the funniest puzzle in the in the game. It's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, the um, you know, so there's the gun ones. You go over to the other ones where there's shipping containers where they're doing they're preparing for the launch. Right. Um, there's a shipping container with launch logistics there. Uh, Bruce is in one of them, so you can play the dad's message and he'll go back home. Yeah, because mm-hmm. all these Nazis need is to know they have a family. Yeah, uh, there's a roughed up Garrett. Uh, it says that hey, man, you know, I if I had uh, John's head, I'd parade around with it. And yeah. You'd be like, that can be arranged. You give it to him, uh, and he goes up on top of the shipping container. He's very unwell. We've run into this character before. This is Gooch. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is Gooch. He, Gooch isn't having a great time, no. and starts yelling, "He's the ditch man." Uh, no. There, so we record him saying he's the ditch man. Take it to the paramilitary Garretts and play it, so they'll snipe him. Yeah. Not necessarily uh, like a very ethical act that's happening in this game. Nope. Uh, and a very like weird adventure game puzzle for a game that is dealing with a lot of real life themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like here, hold up this severed head and pretend that you are mentally ill more or a different kind of mentally ill than you are. No. So you can get sniped. Yeah. You know, it doesn't snipe him. It doesn't try, you know. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. you can, if you, so here's the thing. If you show the paramilitary guys, um, uh, John's head, Kenner John's mm-hmm. head, uh, they will say like, okay, no, it's no warning shots. Go for him. Shoot him. Oh, uh, no, so, they shoot him, but they shoot the other guy, right? Don't they hit the other dude? I thought they missed. I, they, they, yeah, they, they shot, yeah, there. they shot Gooch instead of the, the one they tried and, to, but they missed. there's something I did something to make him say like no warning shots where let's actually get this guy. Um, they, they definitely, a guy definitely got shot. Oh, so the roughed up Garrett is, is, is different. They, so the, yeah, so they oh, miss gotcha. and they hit, they hit, they hit Gooch instead. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. I got yeah, that. Mixed they, up. Yeah. They, they miss there. There's a problem when everybody has the same fucking name. Well, it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, uh, yeah. They miss. So they're not even good at being snipers. Uh, again, yeah. a weird way that this game, this game is making them seem harmless, but it does make the music festival break up. Everyone. Leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Once, uh, once shots so, are fired, it's a bad scene. Yeah, this is no longer fun. So you get to grab uh, the keypad uh, from Gucci's body, the keycard, and go into the launch pad. Uh, so you get to the control platform of the Ark, and the messenger, the uh, orb that you have, flies into your face, giving you a kiss and floating up above towards the yeah. uh, And um, this kiss makes things start getting kind of nuts. You end up going into yeah. a silent hill nowhere. Um, yes. of all of these different scenes you have seen before, you know, the lights dim LeBlanc fades away and as up light kind of guides you up toward this, this ladder and you're climbing up these different levels, um, of increasingly surreal, uh, kind of, uh, scenes. You know, there's a shrine, like there's this Pieta, you know, uh, Virgin mm. Mary holding a, a kind of a, a limp figure, you know, set up between these two eyes. Um, yeah. and you're getting in fights on your way up here as well. Uh, but you've yeah. got the messenger with you and it will, uh, attack everybody. Yeah. It's, it'll, it'll, it does a lot of damage to everything and yeah. mostly they'll attack it. Yeah. You know, so you're climbing, uh, and fighting, you fight Garrett's and then John, you see, um, the refinery fires, like all these different backdrops, backdrops you've been through. You eventually reach a level that has super ducks, uh, guts and heads, uh, and LeBlanc fades away. He's no longer in your party. At the end, uh, we go through, we're done with the, the trippy bit of this, the first trippy bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all alone. Uh, LeBlanc has been hit. He's bloody on the balcony. You know? yeah. uh, and he says what was really happening. You was just running around here, punching walls, knocking shit over. Yeah. 
um, you know, ditch man shot me, uh, and he dies. Yeah. You know, asking uh, you like, Hey, lie about how I was killed. You know, like don't, yeah. don't say this crazy guy shot me, yeah, he's, you know, he's but a great, also you know, a great character, big talk. Yeah. You know. But also, but also don't say a gator, uh, got me because yeah. there's this one guy who claimed that he knew more about the swamp than me and I can't give him the satisfaction. Yeah. I'm the swamp Lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh so we go down this dark hallway, uh, that looks kind of like the hallway at the, uh, plantation house. Um, and then gravity loses hold. Uh, you know, there's this door, uh, you know, this, this passageway, there's a center door, there's a right door and a left door. I, you go in the right door and then gravity loses its hold. And we're in the second trippy section. Uh, you yes. know, everything is dark, but then the whole coastline lights up beneath you. And then this thing that I think is super affecting happens. We see like the floor plan blueprint of your house. I like this a lot. Yeah, this is this is vorpal to me. Yeah, you know, it, it's, saying, it's one of, one of the things that like I I think is specific enough. Mm-hmm. Like the the prose is good enough here. Yes, you know, uh, for me it, it's not even particularly vorpal. It's just good writing. Yeah, you know, like this actually works, and it it's it's just weird. It's hard though because it it just highlights the times where they deploy this, and it's to no effect. Mm-hmm. You know, which bums me out. Yeah. Like this is really affecting. This mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. I mean, just, man, how many times have I like put myself to sleep doing like mental walkthroughs, you know, of childhood homes, you know, these different places, right. You know, let's walk through this house one last time as the floodwaters rise, you know, so this is like kind of looking into the future. Um, and we go room by room, uh, you know, and we get a description of this room and, you know, something that happened, I believe it was like the last time you were here before, uh, you left for good. Right. Yeah. Um, and then after this, we get this glimpse of the future, right? If everything works out well here, you know, you're, you still end up wandering all alone in Blake. <laughs> I got, I love this phrasing here. Blake just goes to salt Lake and gets younger and younger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you explore these rooms, uh, you see blue, you know, as they're falling away and blue, you know, I was talking about a good line. I'm glad you pulled it. Uh, you just don't think it'll get that bad, but when it does, you don't think there's any other way it can be. Uh, that's, that's a well-observed phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's what gets me. Uh, you go in the base of the secret room. You talk to million who apologizes, uh, showing you her alien mind, uh, how the hunter appears and drags her to the dark place where the ground is angry, uh, vectors of red. Um, I, any attempt to make me care about this robot failed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all of my robot caring about currency is gone. Mm-hmm. Video games <laughs> have spent it all. I'm absolutely <laughs> completely fucking broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, cannot care about a robot anymore. Yeah. Um, the other hallway back at the ornate, uh, kind of, uh, passageway there takes you to Laura's office again. Uh, and mm-hmm. this unknown force has, uh, uh, animated her body and is talking to us, you know, talking about how time bombs are time machines. Uh, they release the future into the streets. This refinery was a time bomb with or without me. Yeah. Uh, again, good line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you, you can ask what she is. And she says she was never young, uh, a kingdom for this earth. It could never be. We sat all of us in the shed among the figs where the stars shone through the rafters. She who carried his seed pointed there and said, old man, you live forever. Lead his children there. His kingdom awaits him there. Yeah. Kind of implying that ditch man slash pawpaw, um, you know, the guy who was taken over here, you know, is what he says he is. This immortal guy who walked along the side of Jesus and has acted as a caretaker for the line ever since. Yeah. 
uh, this grandfather, you know, this papa, knew the truth about the family. Nobody believed him. Catherine found an angel, and it will guide and protect you as you fly. So the, the orb being an angel here. Uh, when you leave the office, the hallway collapses, and the central door opens in the main chamber, where we get to do the ending Tron 3000. Yes. Uh, you reach the central room, it has three thrones set up. Really weirdly end of hereditary, like. Yep. Uh, Catherine's corpse is on the main one, in the center, under the messenger. Blake is tied up in the one on the right. And Papa stands tall. Uh, he's standing fiery, finery covered in makeup next to the left mm-hmm. chair. And he thanks you for bringing the ring, the jewel of Magdalene, uh, with yeah. you. Which you if know you is a fake to grab ring. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you cannot rescue Blake. There are three different endings to this you mm-hmm. can do uh, at this point. You can't just rescue Blake. Uh, mm-hmm. If you sit in the chair, uh, Papa radios to Bruce to start the launch. Uh, if you got rid of Bruce, um, he leaves to see what's wrong and you can get the golden ending. Right. You free uh, Blake and Kate's body. Right. You grab them. Uh, like this description, you know, she feels like a bundle of sticks wrapped in fabric. She smells like orange, pe- orange peels and myrrh. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you head out of the chamber. There's no way out except to go off the balcony uh, where LeBlanc died. Uh, and you take a dive uh, down into the uh, down into the water, watching up as the rocket takes off. Right. And we swim to shore as we see the old man screaming at us, yeah. uh, you know, before the before the airlock seals. So he is headed into space alone without his, uh, you know, line of Christ with him. Yep. Uh, you can also sit in the chair mm-hmm. and go up to space uh, or you can dive off alone. And oh, abandon yeah. your brother and mother. That'd be a shitty thing to do. <laughs> it would. Uh, boy, laying it all out like that, it does not feel like the ending matches where we were in the beginning. Uh, no, no. Uh, you know, the, you, the, so the only like purely supernatural thing that is treated as being something, you know, real here, you know, mm-hmm. that super duck aside, they you know, explain through like technical stuff. The only like, purely magical thing is this messenger, right? Contact with it, you know, did make you see some crazy shit and seems to have done something to this guy uh you know the ditch man papa uh you know whether or not there is truth to what he is or he is just an un- unwell unhoused man who happens to be supernaturally effective and psychotic you know it's, yeah like real good know. at popping heads and <laughs> likes to keep people in cask I, it just it doesn't feel it, it feels incomplete <laughs> to me it's, it's like somebody is like trying to tell you a story and says All right, i'm just going to use some visual aids here and starts pulling out really neat figurines to set on the table um mm-hmm. and saying what each of them is and you think okay well they're going to start moving these around to tell a story with each of but them they just keep but pulling then you out realize new ones. they just keep pulling out new ones to set them there yeah. and then this at the end the bag is empty like, tropes yeah yeah and and then at some point it just has to end and you have to go get lunch yeah you know and the it it's any it's it's very frustrating to me again my inner critic is yelling at me and being like no no it's you know messes are good but i don't i don't think i actually like messes that much and if i do like a mess like so here compare with uh uh sorry to bother you right uh that is a class conscious uh conscience uh, conscious leftist bait story that is about a lot of things mm-hmm. you know that touches on all kinds of things but they get completed like some, you know, most of the threads get a, an arc. Like mm-hmm. I can, this just, it, it really does feel like you said, we're just continually bringing out new things Yeah, and we never go back to the old ones. 
you know, that's kind of how I feel like if you watch The Wire, The Wire continually expands its cast and everything. But yeah. the beautiful balancing act that takes is that it never loses sight mm-hmm. of like a core theme. Yeah. This is maybe just me being old and and the youngs are really into this kind of scattershot like it is sufficient that this touches on all these themes, but it does not need to explore any of them. Yeah. Thing. It remind, did you watch Nope? No, I've not seen Nope. It reminds me a little bit of Nope in that way. Like I liked Nope. Nope's a great mm-hmm. movie. It's really good. It's not my, it's my second favorite Jordan Peele movie, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like still really, really good, but it also has a little bit of this, like trying to be about everything <laughs> uh, and not, saying anything about everything and i don't i don't need my steak cut out for me i'm not an mm-hmm. idiot yeah. you know i just want something i want these themes and these ideas to be more than name checked yeah you know th- this weird way that it feels like it needs another hour to actually tie this stuff together or at least not have it feel so whiplashy when all of a sudden we're dealing with you know trippy memories and the christ child in a rocket ship yeah a homemade rocket ship I don't yeah, know. It's, it, 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 let, it let me really fucking cold, man. I like, I didn't hate it. There are things to like about it. I'm glad we played it. Yeah. I really don't see what the fuss is though. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Like, I just don't have a lot of room for escalation without culmination. Right. Yeah. Like the fact that it gets heightened and heightened and heightened. It just, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, the crass way to say it would be like, there's blue balls about it. You know, yeah. but like that also implies that I got more than halfway through without kind of resigning myself to the fact that it wasn't going to pay itself off. Right. Yeah. That as I kept on bringing in more and more that I could never, you know, and, and never pull off, you know, bringing together uh, or didn't feel like at the time anyway, you know, it just kind of balls. Like, have you ever had a situation where you've started jerking off and then it's really not going anywhere and you stop? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I've had yeah, yeah. a couple no, of times, no, yeah, 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 you know, where I'm like, I'm not feeling this. I just, I, I was I, doing I, this because I, it seemed like the right idea at the time, but I don't really want this. I, yeah, I was, I was bored. Uh, maybe I did. Maybe I was just hungry and trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah. and said, I'm gonna get up. This isn't working. Yeah, you know, I. It's not that you know. It's not that I can't. Yeah, you know, I just, I just don't want to. You know, it's like that. That two blue balls is just yeah. two video games. The the fact that there are so many pieces that are just put on the board, it feels like it's banking on recognition in order to, you know, kind of carry it through, you know, yeah. pulling out all of these signifiers. Right. Um, I, I, I could be I could be real inflammatory here and make a comparison to fucking like, I don't know, robot chicken. I feel like this oh. is more art, more artful than that, but you know, oh, how, how dare you? You <laughs> yeah. don't say, <laughs> how do you figure, man? <laughs> I, I say that in order to be like, you know, that that would be an inflammatory and unfair kind of thing, but there is kind of, you know, just it's, it's not, it's in the same, it's in the same zip code, maybe not the same city mm. or the same neighborhood, but like, you know, by banking on recognition, like, okay, like, oh yeah, no, I know what that is. There we go. I get it. Yeah. Then it's, it's here. It's it a part is kind of this. Of like, like ready player one for leftist themes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, like that is a real mean thing to say. And I don't necessarily believe that, but I, I think that there's slightly more truth to it than you want there to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at the very least, like there is beauty to this in a way that there is no beauty to all of those other things. This is made with genuine heart. You know, yeah. in the parts in the parts where it really sings, like I do not see this as being, you know, crass 
uh, and mercenary like those other like oh, those other things are. And that, like, and that is why it is, it is an unf- it is an unfair comparison to make. And, yes. But it, like it is it, it it is similar or as unto. Right. And I think that it's just uh, it is it is a lack of focus and a lack of coherence to where it just expands out, expands out, expands out without recognizing that there is value in drawing back. One of the uh, it's one of those things where by exaggerating, you can declare a direction, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's not that this is the ready player one of leftist themes. It's just that is the end point of a trajectory this is on. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as far, and it has a lot of other qualities, but that is uh, just a, a one-sentence way of encapsulating yeah. the feeling we got from this. If I wanted to be glib, I could I could stand behind that and uh, you know, underline it and say, it is that. But yeah. I'm, I'm not. I don't want to be glib. It, Instead, yeah. we talked about it for two hours. You know, we, mm-hmm. we did due diligence on it. Another thing that I, I think is not really fair to the game, but it's still an impression I got, is that it felt a little bit like it was skipping steps. Like, these things that are all being used as shorthand uh, are shorthand because of real life, you know, yeah. and it, that's fine. That's all well and good. But like, we haven't had our game dealing with, uh, like the rise of these fascist street gangs and their origins, Yeah, you know, that actually does the throughput, like the, the complete story of that. We yeah. haven't had our, we haven't had enough representation in the gaming space of this kind of setting, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of town that is, uh, you know, so uh, a point of comparison, another game that gets a lot of comparisons to is Night in the Woods, right? Yes. Uh, which is a game I, I liked a little bit less than my contemporaries, but I still liked. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of ex- having a sense of setting, but then also fully exploring that sense of setting, mm-hmm. it does it. You know, so that lo- that ground has been laid. We can do a Rust Belt. Yeah. I know this isn't strictly the Rust Belt, but we can do like a post-industrial yeah. small town vibe. Yeah. Where, the, because, where the waters rose, made a mark, and then receded. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the medium has done its work for that. Mm-hmm. This is invoking a lot of things that I think the medium has not yet done its work for. So that's part of why it feels like the shorthand doesn't accomplish as much as it could. Yeah. Like I want, because I, I want all the things it's teasing me with. Yeah. I want yeah. the game that deals with like the proud boys. I want the game that deals with the gig economy. I am happy with Soma. So yeah. I don't need them to do the the super duck <laughs> thing in this, but like you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. well, a, st- a story can deal. be made where Birdnet is more of a factor. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like that's a cool idea. Yeah. You know, a cool idea that there's things to say about it. That this doesn't say it. It just it raises a lot of questions without doing any answers, and I don't need things spoon fed to me. But I do want to have an essay question. You know, I want I want to have a, a complicated question. Yeah, that, yeah. it's a. Uh, you know, the, the only thing it seems to be talking about is uh, not not only thing it seems to be talking about, but like what we're left with is this angel, this messenger is absolutely real and no person or construct of man can stand up to it. Right. Yeah. But this is not a, this game is not a discussion about faith. Um you know, it, it, that like it touches on it a couple times. It, like it is know? asked, like, do you believe, do you still believe or not? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm excited that we're going to be talking about Pent- Pentiment soon because that is a game that is entirely about faith. I think that that is uh, absolutely a worthy uh, thing for a game to explore. Right. Yeah. It is one of those things where something presents a buffet of themelets. Mm-hmm. If you are very sensitive to one of those themes, you can pick it up and spin out the game and, 
you know, like I've read statements where it's like, this is a game. This is a meditation on faith. Hey man, that's not the game. That's you. It's, and that's it's cool. Not the game. And it brought yeah, it out. It, yeah. It's cool <laughs> that it brought it out in you. And I'm not saying that's uh, the game didn't do anything to bring that out in you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it doesn't feel accurate to me. It feels like rounding. Yeah. You know, you know, in a way that just, the uh, and then putting aside just the absolute waste of having the mechanics, the combat system in this and stuff, it just is too messy for Gary. Uh, too, too messy and incomplete uh, does knowing that this is the first part of a planned uh, of a planned trilogy change any of this like do you feel like it, it feels like somebody could counter and say i'm just making up a straw man here could counter and say well like oh yeah they're introducing this stuff so it can pay off later you are responding to you know you're you're saying this is an incomplete story and it is like by design well that's not usually how trilogies work right you know like that that's how an episodic thing works but that's not trilogies usually are three complete stories that are tied together and tell one big story but Mm -hmm. you don't end up with this many weird loose ends if they do norco two and three or whatever Mm -hmm. uh and they follow up on these threads there's still going to be this tonal whiplash in this one like specifically i think that the infantilization and tooth taking of the proud boy thing is problematic yeah um i do not like this game's attitude towards this actual real life scary thing Mm mm-hmm um, that even if they do one where they explore the origin of the Garrett's, how somebody becomes a Garrett and everything that will help, but it still has to stand on its own. Yeah. You know? And the, and the entry point into that broader story, it gets harder to recommend because yes. it is as much of a, as much of a mess as it is. Yep. Uh, your mileage may vary if you're listening mm-hmm. to this. And if you have, uh, other opinions on this, I want to hear them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, please write in because if, if this hits you, uh, and specifically I'm going to say, uh, put a challenge to our listeners who this did work for. Tell me why, like yeah. in, in sincerely tell me the how, why, not just that it did or how much it did, yeah. which is what a lot of the reviews are, are just, uh, things saying that this had a huge effect. I don't want to know the degree. I right. want to know the cause. What did game do to give this to you? And I'm yeah. not saying that in a hypothetical way. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that as if there's no answer. You know, I'm yes. saying that as if I, I want to know for you what that yeah. is. We're seeking to understand here. Yep. Uh, whenever I have a really strong reaction to a game, even if it's a game that people didn't really like, I like to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know what people see in it that I didn't see and vice versa. Right. You know? Um, so yeah, write in. Please do. Uh, if you have thoughts about Norco uh, or The Bard's Tale, uh, episode one. This is the classic eighties version. Mm-hmm. We're playing the remastered version, but we're not doing the, uh, re-snarkled version <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and then Bowser's fury, which is our premium episode for that month. Please yeah. write in by May 15th. Yeah. Go to duckfeed.tv slash contact and use the WAF button there. If you have thoughts about multiple games, please write in, uh, multiple responses and, uh, keep your, uh, uh, responses a little on the briefer side, uh, and yep. specific. Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, and then by June 15th, if you have thoughts, uh, we're going to be running our live episode. Mm-hmm. So this is a discussion, hour long discussion about seven out of 10 games, uh, that we had live at the Midwest gaming classic with Bob Mackey. Good mm-hmm. fun episode. Uh, then we are doing Infernax and then big boy episode 400 mm-hmm. coming, as you mentioned, uh, Pentiment, which I'm really excited about. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then also excited about the premium episode there, uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Yeah, I absolutely fucking adore it. Uh, mm-hmm. Still very tempting just to play it again. Yeah. 
uh, thing. So that's June 15th, if you have things about that. Uh, if you are a non-white, non-cis, non-straight, non-male uh, creator, and you'd like us to give you a shout out, please send me an email at gary at duckfeed.tv. This episode, I want to uh, shout out Danny Doyle. Uh, she does a YouTube channel where she does uh, challenge runs uh, and runs of RPGs like Fire Emblem, Pokemon, Paper Mario, uh, dabbling in the Souls series. Currently finishing a Paper Mario uh, level one mm. run through the whole series. Nice. Uh, you can find her at youtube.com slash at Danny, D-A-N-I, Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E. Uh, so check that out if you're looking for a new YouTuber. Especially yeah. somebody who covers, you know, we don't do tons of uh, JRPGs. They're, you know, big time sinks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if you want, if you are interested in, you know, Fire Emblem and the like. Yeah. And sounds like a, yeah, it'd be cool. Non-standard challenge runs, you know? Yeah, a lot, yeah. A lot of challenge run spaces uh, dominated by a handful of games. Never heard of anybody doing a level one run of all of Paper Mario. Yeah, the entire series, uh, which is really crazy. That, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, so check her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, youtube.com slash at at symbol Danny Doyle yeah um, uh, if you want to support us you can uh, go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv that is how you get the full version of all the premium episodes so Bowser's Fury uh, or Resident Evil 4 Remake uh, backing at that tier the $5 tier uh, gets you uh, all of those uh, you know prior so you get access to the entire back catalog uh, which is plenty by this point yes yeah um yeah and you get a bunch of other shows as well yeah and filmable uh ten dollars get adaptation decay and quack stack which we do with our producer gwen big thanks mm-hmm. to gwen uh we appreciate you very much um we think there's a lot of value there though. yeah um and if you also you can rate and review us on apple podcast podcast addict anywhere where you see podcast uh being sorted categorized and marched in lines yeah. Uh, yeah. Raises our visibility in some way that is hard to describe, but real. Yes. You might say we have faith in it. Yes. It's a meditation on our faith in reviews. <laughs> and they also, when we see them, they make us feel good. <laughs> oh, I don't look at them. I don't look I'm at them either. <laughs> the, 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 the chance that I might feel bad. Uh-huh. But I like the idea that I could possibly feel good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you imagine? <laughs> um, looking forward to that yeah uh i think that's about everything uh, as yeah. far as uh business and stuff goes uh so i mean do you want me to just leave them with uh, uh until next yeah. time what should they do until next time yeah uh i would say until next time watch out for that dead mall <laughs>